And we're set. Hey, welcome back to the Mastery Podcast for episode number six. This is going to be a very special episode. Um, I've got a lot of people that have been asking me um, a lot of questions, actually, um, for the past, I don't know, 28 years while I've been doing this. So this episode will specifically address uh, some of those questions in a larger framework. Um, Before I get started and hop into this, uh, I want you guys to hit that like, follow, share, subscribe button somewhere located on your screen. Uh, That way I can keep pumping out this content, keep bringing on great guests like the one I have today. Um, And don't forget to visit mastercm.net. Again, that's mastercm.net. Uh, for all the products that you need from me. Uh, I have my own brand, as you know, uh, and I also have a blog and everything else is on that page. You can find, find links to my Instagram, Facebook, social media, etc. cetera. Uh, so without further ado, um, I'm going to introduce someone who's been training uh, in karate um, for uh, since she was eight years old. Um, she I was actually an instructor at Kincaid's School of Martial Arts under Master Bruce Jones for about 10 years. Uh, she's also the only woman in that Uh, karate system to attain the master rank which is extremely impressive Uh, she lived in Japan for a few months to train traditional karate and weapons in 2017 established her own karate competition team in 2018 uh, and she's the owner of uh, Budokin Karate and Fitness in East Orange, New Jersey. And amidst the pandemic, everybody, as we know, it's been a very tough time for everybody to get things done. A lot of people have been set back, uh, but she found a way to get some stuff done during the pandemic and got promoted to the rank of fifth degree in May 2020. So without further ado, people, please welcome Master Corinne. How you doing, ma'am? So good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks welcome. so much for having me. I know that's a lot of stuff to get out before I introduce you, but I had to, you know, kind of run through your you have a lot like you have a, you have a big background that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff um especially being as young as we are so how are you i'm well i'm well uh today's saturday so i just um finished up my uh team practice that i've been doing consistently since 2018 beautiful every saturday we meet and we train for competition whether there's a competition happening or not wow regardless <laughs> of like no matter what's happening even if you have a birthday to go to that saturday you're still training let's go that's what's <laughs> yo that's legit there aren't many instructors i i find i feel i feel like and you can let me know correct me if i'm wrong but i find as i get older in the practice which is not necessarily older physically but older in the mature the maturation of the process um, this unique process uh, to us that I find there's not as many instructors that are like necessarily like really all about it. They may say it, but then sometimes the actions don't necessarily align, if you know what I mean. And I see like you, I see you on Instagram. What's your Instagram again? I have a few. Um, I have Master Corinne's Corner. Nice. And um, that's where I highlight all of uh, my students' work gotcha. karate-wise. Gotcha. And then I have my fitness journey page, K-Pity Journey. Beautiful. And I see you got your apparel on today, oh, too, oh, over yeah. there. Okay, looking oh, fresh yeah. to death. Okay. <laughs> and and black-owned business, by the way. This is a black martial art uh, artist as a female. So that's... Uh, that's always going to get a big up. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been crazy with this COVID situation this past year. How have you, I guess, managed to, like, survive and, and really not just survive, right, thrive during this time? Because I see you doing the remote. I see you doing the in-person all, obviously, you know, following the protocols and whatnot. But I see a lot of progress on your with your students, a lot of progress. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm grateful. Um, it's been a 
very challenging process. Yeah. You know, a lot of hard work. I mean, it's been challenging for everyone. 2020 yeah. uh, definitely smacked us all across the face. <laughs> That's one way to put it. That's you one know, way to put it's it. It's like we just wake up. Right. <laughs> so, That's so, one way to put it for sure. Um, but I will say um, it was a scary time to have just opened up my own dojo. Yes. And then just as we're, you know, we're getting started. Right. February hits. Bang. We're okay still, but we didn't know right. how bad it was going to be. And then March is like everything's closed. I'm right. thinking... Okay, so I know a lot of schools um, pretty much went with the whole idea of, okay, we're probably just going to be closed for two weeks. You know, let's see what happens. Right. I've always been, just like how I've always been consistent with team practice, yeah. there is no days off. So I said, well, now i got to figure out, well, what are you going to do? So right. I didn't know anything about Zoom. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> me, at all. Me and you both, for yeah. those who take Zoom with me, I didn't know anything about this yo, Nothing at about all. Zoom. Don't, I don't even own a laptop that is, like, working properly. Gotcha. <laughs> so all I said to my students and parents, I said, we're hopping on Zoom tomorrow. Right. I think um, the shutdown was that. Monday or Tuesday. Right. Wednesday we were on Zoom. Yo, that's um, legit. Yo. That's <laughs> real talk. Yep. From I'm, my phone for I'm, for at least a month before I got a Chromebook. Right. And then I was able to start setting up my own studio within right. my house. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just about remaining consistent and um, also, you know, being empathetic to yeah. everyone. You know, it's like yeah. these are strange times, not just for me. Like, oh my my business, what's gonna happen? Right. But more so, wow. How do kids feel right now? That's the key. You know, they're losing their routine as well. We, we notice, especially if you have kids. I don't, yep. but I'm around a lot of them. Yep. Routine, if the routine is broken, the day changes. It does. <laughs> and, I, and I have them. I got three. You know what I mean? So if you're looking for any, you know what I mean? I can sell you some. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's real. Like, you know, I tried that organization, that, that, that I guess, that ritualistic um, aspect of our practice, right? You know, the martial part being the, uh, the military aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like getting up, making your bed, brushing your teeth. You know, like there's an order to doing things. Mm-hmm. Even though you can change the order throughout the day, you should still get these things done. That's kind of how I how I am. If you want to go ahead and cop straight to your homework, but make sure before we leave, you yep. brush your hair and brush your teeth, get yourself presentable. We should be exercising, although it's been crazy cold. So I haven't been <laughs> taking my son around. I don't know if you've seen some of those videos. Oh, but, yes. but we'll be back on the road on Monday, Jaden. So be ready. I told he's already prepared. But um, no, it's uh, what you're saying with the just having that routine and trying to stop like reestablish that helps mm-hmm. parents yes. like, I don't even think you, I mean you may hear it but I, I know I, I know we benefit from it uh, me being both instructor and parent mm-hmm. like having somebody being able to take them and trust them with someone yes. um, that will give them valuable instruction like the one you're providing is mm-hmm. so important yes, thank you, you know what I mean like who you're leaving them with is really important like I feel like I could drop my kids off to you even if they don't even know <laughs> karate but I could be like hey you're good like she'll mm-hmm. be she'll be me and then you'll see, because, you know, they think I'm the evil guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yo, all right, I'm going to leave you with somebody else. All right, you know what I mean? So, but we're definitely going to swing through your, your academy one day. But let's um take us, like, way back. So you started when you were eight years old, right? I started when I was eight. So I was about, about around that age myself. Mm-hmm. So I'd, um, <laughs> I'd actually been, uh, I began begging my mom to, you know, put me in karate around age six. Right. Not really sure, ex- I can't remember why. Right. But you know, like back then we used to get sent home with uh, flyers. They put them in our backpack. Gotcha. I would see the logo of karate. <laughs> Can I do karate? She right. put me in everything else. I was in dance, gymnastics. Right. But for whatever reason, karate was no. So I guess because it was no, that's just like, all right, I'll try again next year. Seven, <laughs> no. And then finally at eight, I wore her down because um, I was, uh, um, my mom, I, I was raised uh, with a single mom. Gotcha. So um, I was in after school program. She worked till about six. Right. So I was going to the YMCA after school program. Right. And they offered a karate class. So gotcha. she finally, all right, we'll try this out. You'll probably quit anyway. Ah. <laughs> and I didn't. Right. Um, I stuck with it. I started out in a style called um, 
um, Ishinru, Okinawan traditional style of karate. Got it. Uh, didn't last long in that style. I, I loved it. Right. Uh, but I guess my mom, from the parent side, she didn't really... Um, she wasn't understanding the business flow of things. Got it. Felt like she was paying for more than what was uh, what I was being given. Got so it. Okay. She gave me... I was up for promotion. I had a yellow... I think I had an orange piece of tape on my yellow belt. I was getting ready to go for orange belt. And right. she's like, Corinne, it's going to be your last day. And like, I'm like heartbroken. Right, right, she's right. She's like, it's okay. We're going to look for another karate school. And at the time, um, living in Montclair, we had... Um, Kincaid School of Martial Arts. Yes. And Shock Hill Warriors. Yes, I was, on gonna, I was about to ask you about them because <laughs> I love I love those folks over there. I love yep. those folks over there. So So pretty much, um, I think I would I probably would have ended up at either school. Right. Um, it's just pretty much how the order we visited them. Got it. And I'm pretty much uh Kincaid is closer. Yes. We went there on a Friday night. And that was the end and of I, it. And, that's, and for those who don't know, that used to be fight, uh, fight night. Yes. I, and I got the invite. Yo, I got the invite to go <laughs> with Master Mike Chancey, uh, who's in, in Montclair. I got the invite so many times. But at, when he was inviting me, I was teaching all day. Yeah. So I was like, yo, teach. And then, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, we got to still, like, still be fresh. Because I can't walk in the building and fight somebody and then, like, be tired. That's not how I do things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got, I want to be fresh, right. at least for the ready. first yeah. couple cu- couple times <laughs> to everybody. Esta- I, get, I establish who I am with mm-hmm. everybody else. You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was a Friday yeah. night. Um, and I was introduced to the uh, head instructor and owner of Kincaid School of Martial Arts, Grandmaster Fuquan Hinton Kensler. Um, and yeah, he took me on the floor. They had, it was something I'd never seen before. This is a predominantly black business. Yeah. Um, they have house music playing, you know, and it's just like he's fighting. You know, I'm watching him spar, I'm right. watching the instructor spar, all the kids, you know, you're listening to songs that I, you know, you hear on the radio, and right. everyone's just I'm like, what is this? Where right. am I? <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know, I didn't spar that night, but right. um, I was like, yep, right. I'm good. We, right. we can stay here. And I, I stuck with it. And um, I uh, achieved, I made black belt at around, what was that, 14, turning on 15 years old. Yeah, going on 15. And uh, right around that time, I started to lose interest. It almost seemed like uh, my karate came to, you know, that standstill point where mm-hmm. it's like, well, I know it's more so up to me now, yep. but I'm, yep. I'm, I'm a teenager. Yep. Um, yep. Oh, let me go back some. So right. when I made purple belt, so I came into Kincaid School with my yellow belt. He let me keep my yellow belt on, but he took off my orange piece of tape, said we don't, at the time, we don't have orange belt. Understood. Years later, gotcha. that, that rank did come into play. But, gotcha. So um, next belt was purple belt. Okay. So karate was pretty, you know, it was a lot more challenging than what I was getting at the YMCA and with that program, but still around the same, you know, the same vibe. Right. And then I made purple belt. That's like our first dark color belt. Now, this is a huge deal. Right, right, right. And I then my nights got changed, so I was no longer coming on like Monday and Wednesday. Now I'm coming Tuesdays and Thursdays. I walk in and um, there's this guy I've never seen before. Um, the scariest instructor I've ever had, probably to date, <laughs> Sensei Harass Goodson, who's um, the owner of Shoken Karate Academy in Hillside. Shout out to him, big up. Yep, and he's the one who definitely took my karate to a new level. Um, he's probably uh, the reason where I get my uh, my strictness from, um, as well as um, my consistency. It's like he he nice. stays on it, like, nice. and that's how he's always been. And also that energy of you know, like when you're in school, you you remember those strict teachers. Yep. Like those Absolutely. are the classes you sort of don't want to go to. Right, right, but right. Those are the ones Big that time. help you the most. Absolutely. Like there were plenty of days my mom would drop me off. I'd see him sitting in there, and I'd walk right back out. But she was already <laughs> gone. <laughs> I was ready to quit at Purple Belt because right. I was I was like terrified of him. Right. And I think it was just that energy, um, the energy that he brought to the floor. Gotcha. I can say that now as an adult, but as a child, I was just terrified. Right. Um, but I appreciate him. 
And then, yeah, then I made Black Belt. And by that time, um, I think he started to... He moved in different directions, so I lost right. that intensity with him. Right. And now it's like, now you're black belt, you're here to teach, and you figure out your training for the most part. That's how. Yep. So I was like, ah. But I stuck with it until um, I went away to college. I, just, I chose to go to HBCU, Morgan State University. Shout out, shout yep. out, shout out. <laughs> so um, around that time, I took a break from karate. Like, I would still, you know, come back and visit when I was in town for the um, holidays, summer break. If they were at a tournament in Maryland, I'd go meet them at tournaments. Uh, but aside from that, I took a pretty long break from karate. When I came back uh, around 2008, something was missing. I was only working. Oh, that's the time I came out during the recession. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Our yeah. generation gets the, hit. The timeliness of <laughs> yeah. your, your stuff. Yeah, yeah, your time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I was working a part-time job, which left me with a lot of time on my hands. Right. And I was like, well, idle time. I'm always told is the devil's playground. So I'm like, right. I need to find something else to do. Stay busy. Yeah. So yeah, I decided. Yeah. Let me go back to karate. So I went back to Kincaid and I started to help teach classes. And then I realized I remember, you know, being taught, but I don't know how to teach. Yes. And they're two different, yeah. two different disciplines, mm -hmm. right, within that. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah. So and that's a very humbling experience that oh. a lot of people, some yeah. people struggle with. Very much. Very um, much so. But for me, I'm like, I can't be up here and I'm just dictating. But right. now I, I can't even fully explain something, but now I'm yelling at you because you're not getting it right. That right. You're a reflection of me. Not good. You yeah. know, so I decided, right, here I go back to the instructor. That's why I was like, I have to mention him. <laughs> the instructor that terrified me as a child, I was like, I have to go train with Sensei Harass. That's what mm. I thought. So I'm like, now I'm an adult asking for the same Right, right. <laughs> the, same <treatment. laughs> the same pain. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I did. I, I went, I started training at Shokin Karate Academy as an adult. Nice. Um, even though he allowed me to wear my black belt, um, I, you know, I said I want to start over from the very beginning. I know I remember all this, but now I, I'm going to actually hear you and retain the information. Like, how do I throw a reverse punch correctly? How would you teach a five-year-old that? Right. And he took me through that process just from, by taking class. It wasn't like I got, you know, we sat down and, all right, here's how you teach. Like, I took class. Right. Another thing you stop seeing uh, adult black belts do, you know. Yes. At some point we get to this uh Yes. This point where you feel as though speak on I guess it. it's like your ego, I mm. guess, you know, where you're worried about, you know, the, we have this idea that black belts are supposed to know everything. Right. Right. And so in front of our students, if 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 we make a mistake, oh, you, I guess you probably feel like you're going to lose some points. Right. But for me, I'm just like, nope, even if they see me, I think it, it helps them see me get ripped by my sensei. Right. And, oh, so that's why she ripped it me. It keeps everything that. in line mm -hmm. in a sense, for sure. I mean, to a white belt's eyes, which I, I used I stress, I still stress like uh, for the people I'm teaching now. Um, who and a lot of them haven't even trained with me before. These are new people. Um, I'm like, yo, if you walked into my school, you would expect me to know all of the answers to all of your questions right now, immediately. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep myself in a condition mentally and physically to not just be able to, you know, uh, regurgitate the information, right, or facilitate the information to you. I also have to be able to show you and demonstrate, yes. like, in a way that's impressive to you, <laughs> right? Because if I just start, if I do this, you know, if I do it the first time, but then the second time, third time, I'm like, eh, that's when you that's when yep. you bounce because you're you're not seeing what I'm preaching to you. Yes. All of a sudden, I become hypocritical. Not even on the business aspect, I'm just not staying true to what mm -hmm. I'm doing as a service because we're in the service business. This is a service. We're providing this toward you know anybody that basically basically wants to learn. We're not necessarily you know select to pick and choose who I want to be disciples, but um, you know I don't put myself on that level at least. Um, but if you know if I see you know you want to use it, uh, not necessarily. I don't need to know necessarily what you need to use it for. But you know by training with us, I feel like 
we we kind of take care of that part for them. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to start this fight, you know. So, like, I, people I'm working with now, I'm like, do what you need to do to get away. And then, you know what I mean, figure it out from there. That's you know it. what I mean? As we go, you'll understand when you can stay, when it's appropriate, mm-hmm. you know, what's too much, when it's, you know, like you just aren't in a predicament when you need to go. Kind of like kids, when you need to go find somebody else to help you out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not encouraging anybody listening or that's practicing to go fight and start one. Like, it's, it's all about protecting yourself in the mm-hmm. event that you get into a situation you have full confidence to be able to have the option the plethora of options to you like it's like a menu like i tell people that it's like i could walk around and it's like an operating table we're gonna do you yeah. know what i mean like you know and i'm sure I, i've seen you move so i know you like that too so <laughs> it, it's, it's good but there's something also uh to be said for having um black instructors too because mm-hmm. I, I think they've really left the lasting and like a lot of my like heroes quote unquote um, like Jim Kelly, Michael Jai White, like Wesley. People know Wesley Snipes is a badass um, mm-hmm. martial artist um, and so many other styles. But, like, I can keep going on the list. But, like, those were the people where I was, like, that showed me that was possible yes. to be, you know, what we what we now are um, and to, in some senses, be even better, right, to be able to – because I feel like the, the value – and you can touch on this too, the value of a teacher is really in what they can impart to students. Because mm-hmm. as teachers, we don't have any value if no students come in the door. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or and 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 to that end, stay. Yes. So uh, so your 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 teaching career has been how long now, if you were to count from start to finish? Huh. Well, yeah. I guess what, for me to make the decision mm-hmm. for myself, right? Because yeah. like I said, I made black belt. Correct, right. And I was overwhelmed with that whole, now you're black belt, now you teach. I get right. it. I, under, I completely understand. You right. give back. But also, I... I um, I don't like being inauthentic, you know, or just doing yeah. something because I feel like I'm being made to do it. Right. So I, I won't count those years. So I'll say when I decided to return to the dojo and just step on the floor, hey, Shion, can I teach this class? Right. All right, so that's probably like 2009. Okay, so I'm a little over 10 years now. Gotcha. Uh, teaching consistently. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a rough start for me. Yep. Um, I think, and I, you know, I tell this to some of my older students that um, – I did come in with the mindset of teaching with something to prove okay. rather than something to share. Right, right. Um, That's important, yo. Yeah. That's a jewel right there. Mm-hmm. Say it again. <laughs> I came in with the um, with the mindset of teaching with something to prove and not something to share. That's a very and there's a transitional point in between yeah. those two too. That's, yo, yeah. that's dope. And so dope. there's there's definitely been an evolution. Right, of, right. Of like from sensei <laughs> Karen to master Karen. Right, been, right. I'm not the same. For I'm sure. still who I am. For sure. Because but then I you know I also try to keep my mind just like me. Like I can talk to you about childhood. Right. These kids grow up. So when they yeah. see me on the street, when now when they're like 24, 25, right. When they see me, what type of memory is going to come back to them? Absolutely. You know. So I'm like I, I got to keep that in mind too. They're absolutely. human beings. Absolutely. So. So Sensei Karen, yeah, I came in with like, you will respect me. I'm a black belt, pride, you know, was like almost, dictating. Yeah. Right. yeah. And um, that may have been something that I've seen in the past. You right. know, it's not to uh, take away from those who came before me, but right. that is pretty much the energy. You know, right. it's, it's very militant. Yeah. And whether some some instructors you never see move, but right. they're like, Right, you know, right, right. Like they're on. That you. is funny too, because that's that's true. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, like, wait a minute. <laughs> Twenty years passed me, so I might. I just nudged my friend, like we were in line. I was like, I haven't seen him ever do a front kick before. Yeah, like, wait, like, <laughs> can, can you do that? Right, but then <laughs> then you hear how fast he says something. You're like, I right, boom, like, yeah. and it gets you to move. So you're like, mm-hmm. it's almost like even I think even uh, I think in a, a very impressive way. Some of the because also like it's not what we do is not necessarily natural to the body. If you were to go to a doctor. Sidekicks aren't natural to do mm-hmm. in terms of how the body's structured, right? Um, I think the I think the 
results of it are natural because you're moving. So, mm-hmm. you know, movement's natural. Um, so not everything that we particularly uh, execute is, um, especially with the, the the array of kicks that we know, like hook kicks, reverse turning kicks, that kind of stuff. Um, but I've seen so many uh, people um, that I used to teach, to peek into your point on memories that you leave with people. Some of my students I used to teach when they were five, six. Mm-hmm. Now they're 21, 22, 23. Yep. which makes me feel older. But, you know, yeah. like, you know, I'm like, I look at myself in the mirror, like, has it been that long? And they still train with me to this day, which mm-hmm. is which is tremendous. And that um, says a lot. It, do, it does. Um, it really does. I, I really am I'm appreciative. I'm grateful for all, all the students I have. And it, it's kind of it's funny, funny. They came back at a time because I went through a period uh, in 2020 where I basically I had lost a school and I got oh, I was overweight. I was just, I was a new dad. I just kind of let myself go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just looked in the mirror at one particular point in time during the pandemic. And I was like, yo, we got to get it together, bro. Because mm-hmm. I've always been athletic, like nothing short of a six pack or eight pack. Like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we're in shape, we're moving, we're <laughs> doing something. And somewhere in that process, you get comfortable with like the title of being older yep like and, and not just being that being older like all right you know i don't need to run as much i don't need to do you know jump rope as much like and my body's like nah dog mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so so i went through that whole molding process um with a couple of, of really key people um and, and when i got close to a, a, almost i guess my finishing point where my my polish point that's when I started getting people, hey, are you teaching? Hey, it was like I got in shape at the right time Mm -hmm. to be able to teach them because otherwise had I taught them while I was fat, I would have been hypocritical, no? Exactly. I I can't do that. Like, And I don't understand the cats that had a stomach. Sorry, if you got a big belly, I I really don't know what to say. I won't say too much, but it's hard to kick as an instructor, not as a student. If you're coming in as a student that way, Wonderful, because we could mm-hmm. do stuff can, with that. You know what I mean? It's not the it's not the fat shame anyway. It's none of that stuff. But what I'm saying is, if you're 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 in if you're in charge of people, and you could have how many how many students do you have now in your in your academy? Um, uh, probably about thirty. Right, and, so, and solid people. Mm-hmm. I could see you having three hundred soon. So what? And I and I hope that I put that energy your way. And, Thank you. And so those three hundred students, I mean, that's like an army. Mm-hmm. So that's not necessarily saying that everybody's got to look a certain way, but there's something that happens when you train consistently. Everybody sort of has the same energy about the maintenance, self-maintenance. So that's really what I'm saying. I guess it does end up thinning you out, but Mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard to hear feedback from higher-ups, let's say, that may have, like, you know, not necessarily, not uh, joint issues, because that stuff comes with, you know, territory, but Mm -hmm. um, they've been kicking for a hundred years. But uh, if you're, like, eighth degree and you have a, a huge beer belly you should not anywhere it's like mm-hmm. i don't know if you should be teaching sir like <laughs> yeah, i mean one thing i always say respectfully is, yeah you know? i mean one thing I, the example i always make is like a uh, an overweight gym teacher telling you to run right you know? exactly right like, exactly that's, right that's nah, what i'm sh- on pound on that right, there <laughs> that's we what go. i'm on all right because i was trying to run through that i was like how do i get this out yeah, without no. <laughs> you know what i mean i'm gonna offend some people on here and it's gonna be what it's gonna be but it's, mm-hmm. it's not it's not intended to offend people now you also lived which i think is the cool one of the coolest aspects aspects um, about your journey uh, in the martial arts is you actually lived in Japan and yes. not many people can say that they live that practiced martial arts have lived in an it lived in the country where the martial art emanated from mm-hmm. so tell us about that experience and how, how what like leading up to it like getting on the flight oh, I'm like super excited to hear about that okay great super, super okay. excited so um, let's say the year is 2017 yes literally January okay no let me go back um, around November 2016, 
There's this website called uh, Karate by Jesse. Yes. And, yeah. 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 Yo, I was going to ask you if you knew dude today, yeah. too. Very cool. He's yeah. a cool dude. Shout out to Jesse. Yep. And at the time, I was working a really, really good job. I was, you know, making good money. Right. You know, that security, that full-time job security that yep. you look for. I finally got it. Remember yep. I said I was part of the recession. Right, right. I'm working in my field. I graduated with a, with a bachelor's in communications. Dope. I was working at Rutgers Newark uh, on the Newark campus as a... Um, as a writer and videographer and also social media nice. for them. Great job. You know, you, you, once you get towards the end of the day, you start, you know, scrolling websites. You know, <laughs> sorry, I got 10 minutes left. Yeah. You're either on social media or whatever. And yeah. I just came, I was on his website. Dope. And um, he uh, announced that he was having some, uh, uh, this program. And it was mm-hmm. called, uh, it was going to be called the 2017 Okinawan Karate Nerd Program. Gotcha. And you just had to fill out an application and tell your story as to why you think you should be, you should get picked. Initially, I was just filling it out because I was going to encourage some of my um, older students. Um, I guess they were like, they just graduated high school, might have been in college right. around that time. And so I was like, well, let me fill it out first. Let me see what this is about, you know, before I start. Yeah, yeah, yeah go, you know, I'm just testing it out. Right. Had no idea. January 1st, literally, I'm sitting in my living room, open it up. You've been selected. So I'm thinking, whoa, okay. Right. And then it says you have to pay for everything. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh, drop so, the dime on. Yeah. So one, <laughs> I was gonna have to relocate. Right. I just got the. Well, I've been working this really, really good job. Right. I was up for a promotion. Right. Where I was really gonna start making bank. Right. Um. But I was like, I have a feeling this is not gonna come around again. Right. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll keep the job if I can't figure out how to raise the money. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so it was very hard at first for me to announce this is something I was, you know, I wanted to do. I was like, no one's going to, you know, you look at GoFundMe campaigns and they're like for terminally ill or, yeah. you yeah. know, I'm like at this point. Feel, feel a little guilty ass. Yeah, I'm like at this point, <laughs> who's really going to yeah. want to donate to my karate? You right. know, it's okay, right. Karen, karate. Right. I was shocked. Um, yeah. I raised about, I was consistent though. So I used, I was utilizing, utilizing those skills um, that I've been learning. Yeah. You know, everything for me is like nothing's in vain. Right. So working my campaign, using my social media, my writing skills, everything. everything. Yeah. And I'm on GoFundMe, Facebook, Instagram, around the clock. Right. Um, I ended up raising over $6,000. Wow. Wow. Yes, I'm appreciative to everyone who donated. Got support out there. Even anonymous support, right, in some senses. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. That's crazy. It was. Wow. Um, So I raised enough to get me over there to stay a few months. Right. And then because of the great job I had, I was able to, you know, I had savings. So right. that paid all my bills while I was away. Nice. But I did have to quit my job in my job. So gotcha. That, gotcha. that was that was the so that, that was, was the backdrop. That gotcha. was the big thing that we know is like a no no. You don't quit right. a job unless you know you have you right. know, the something next one else. lined up, yeah. And I had nothing. I gotcha. was just like, Well, I'm gonna go study karate. Right. So um yep, I left in what was it, April? I left in April. Uh, the days leading up, I spent the time just, um, you know, saying my goodbyes to people, um, a couple friends through this big, uh, going surprise going away party That's for cool. me Very at the cool. office in Montclair, which is now closed. I know, I know. Uh, they got rid of that. But I yeah, love that place, yeah, man. R.I.P. to the office <laughs> yeah. in Montclair, man. I, I used to be up there. Yep. So, yeah. um, I arrived and, you know, the, the time difference, you know, they're a day ahead of us. So right now. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, okay, we're, it's, it's. The evening there, I think. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So, um, but luckily the flight was so long, um, I didn't have much jet lag. Yeah. I just pretty much, I was told, even if you're not tired, sleep on the plane. Right. Go with the, <laughs> go with the sun is what my dad yeah. used to tell and me. And I literally, yeah. while flying, I was able to see the sky change from uh, morning to evening. That's very cool, isn't that it? That was crazy. I, did, I, I love that. I love that transition. <laughs> yeah, and that was my first time 
uh, leaving the country. As a first international flight to Japan yeah. for what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's yep. dope. So you felt pretty like, yeah. did, you, did you know anything about not having the job um, before you left? left to go to Japan or was that kind of was it like a deal like hey if you go here mm-hmm. boom you're gonna we yeah. gotta let you go yeah because I, I did um, at that time um, the uh, management was getting ready to change got it and so the supervisor that I had grown to really really like you know that was like teaching me all these different things about writing and how to write effectively right. and actively right. uh, we found out Management was going to change. The new right. manager did start in January, so I had the time to feel it out. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like this job anymore. Right, you know, I know right. I need the money, but I don't know if I'm going to like it here. Gotcha. And so I'm like, ah, Some, I think I'm going to take my chances. Sometimes that's based on people. You know yeah. I, mean? I mean, I've heard people tell me that, you know, sometimes they had a, they had a particular skill set um, academically and weren't able to get one person notably, uh, whose name I won't mention, but he said he went, he, you know, it's all geared towards math and all that stuff, and you know, was able to, you know, no tutoring, that didn't didn't need any of that stuff, and got to college, and it's like, yo, just declared his major, math is what I'm going to do, engineer, blah, blah, blah. He had one cl- one professor or two professors that just made it so difficult for him to learn, and he just stopped. It was yeah, a wall for him. It can happen. Not based on the material, but based on who was interpreting the material. Yeah. That was the stopping point. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, the energy changed. Yeah. The yeah. energy changed, because I... I enjoyed what I was doing. I, I did. I mean, of course, you know, it's Monday. Oh, I don't want to get up. Right. But once I'm there, like, I'm okay with being there. Right. If now it's coming to the point, like, <laughs> I can't wait to leave. Can How many sick days do I have? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should take a personal day. I don't really need to be here. You Counting know, it's down. like, yeah. things change. All the responsibilities I had sort of just got taken away. So I'm literally just sitting there all day. So that's another thing I can't do. Right. So that right. decision became easier. But I did have the conversation, you know, this is what I want to do. Is there a chance that when I return, you know, can we talk about me uh, coming back to my position? Pretty much wasn't a no, but it was a no. Got it. So got I was it. like, all right, a sophisticated well, no. Yeah. yeah so I got I, you. it wasn't left lingering. <laughs> like I wonder. Right. I knew that right. that was done. And still, and you still packed your bags I and still went. went. So you kind of did like the street fighter thing, like just had the uniform on, tossed the bag over. You know what I mean? And just uh, just took off, yo. Yep, that was it. That's what's um, up. So I I was the only woman, the only black woman to uh, be a part of the program. Respect. And. Um, it was two, I was one of two Americans, and the rest were from other places around the world. So I was another, wow. but you, the one rule was you had to be able to speak English. Gotcha. Uh, amongst the karate nerds. Gotcha. Not a. Gotcha. Of course, you know, the, actually in Okinawa, it's rare. Right. I mean, that was, that was 2017. I'm pretty sure they, they're progressing towards more English speaking. Yeah. But it was really all about us learning how to live amongst Okinawans. Got it. And really taking their culture. Yes. Um, so that was interesting. You know, uh, I really wanted to take advantage of the opportunity to go to Okinawa, mainly because I did feel a disconnect with my karate and tradition. Mm. Um, and it's not to take away from the style I came up under, which is called Kinsho, but, you know, there wasn't really, like, a specific focus. Mm. Our style is pretty, like, it's almost like a mixed martial arts, but not, like, you know, not MMA, like, in the right. cage fighting. Right, I know what you mean. But, like, yes, our karate is more um, Shotokan based around the katas that we do. Right. But then our fighting style was more Taekwondo. We do a lot more kicking. Got and it. then we, get, we use our hands once we're close. Gotcha. And then our weapon style is more Nujutsu. Our self-defense, more Judo. We're throwing. So it was like, it's, it kind of was all over the place. Gotcha. Um, in a great way, you know, right. jack of all trades. But in the same sense, I felt like a disconnect to the tradition, to like the, the history right. of karate. If I'm going to say I'm a, I'm a karate practitioner, I should at least be connected. To some something yeah. really close, like either right. the country or someone yeah. that knew the person who knew yeah. the person. Yeah, that, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, the lineage, you know, I can't yeah. really explain all of that. Right. 
and I feel like I should know that, right? It's quite deep, though. Yeah. It's very involved. Like, I've looked up, you know, if you look up karate on, uh, even the way we say it, like, I, like karate. Like, oh, yeah, or they, you go over there, and it's not, they're like, what? They don't even what? hear ours. No, they're like, what? Yeah. Like, they're like, what are you saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an American habit of me to still call it karate, even though I know it's karate. No, and I'm not, I'm not taking no jabs at you <laughs> subliminally. I'm just saying, like, the way I've heard it, I've gotten corrected mm-hmm. by, the, by, you know, other practitioners, and I'm, and I, I welcome that because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I don't want to sit here and say it wrong. I don't want to sit right. here and tell somebody it's just like, hey, you going to karate class? Like, yeah. nah, nah, we're oh, not yeah, doing. We're not, fun of me over there. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but keep going with your. Like, okay. I guess with the experience specifically, I guess you went there to learn forms and you, you practice forms and you also practice weapons. Yes, weapons is something I have a little experience with. You know, outside of my hands and my feet, obviously. I mean, basically, martial arts is everything's a weapon: head, elbows, you know, whatever. But outside of the body, picking up something like a bow staff, which is like one of my favorite. I have a katana in my house, oh, but nice. uh, like, a, like a legit one. Mm. Um, but Careful. yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that's behind the you know, it's behind some stuff. So you know, <laughs> in case I can't do anything that day, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've seen you teach your students how to use these things mm-hmm. effectively. Like, they're not just throwing it around, hitting people. I haven't heard one person say, ouch, in your video. <laughs> like, so it doesn't seem like, it seems like a tough place to be, um, but you have so much, pro- you make seem, seem like you're making so much progress with that. What's, what, what, did you learn how to use, obviously you learned at some point, but did you th- initially think when you started to teach and had your school that you were gonna do, throw weapons in, or was it just gonna be karate? Um, Hands and feet. I pretty much, kept the uh, the structure of how Budokinkai runs based around the other uh, two dojos. Okay. Kincaid being like the, the mother, yeah. the father yeah, of yeah. all the dojos, yeah. and then Shoken being that very first, I guess, big sister, and then gotcha. BKK is now the little sister. Gotcha, okay. Um, so that's pretty much what it was. Monday, it's karate. Wednesday, it's weapons. Got it. Fridays, it's fight night. Got it. So I've, I've kept that, that same vibe going. And I like that Friday was fight night, too. It's like, because it's like you ramp up. Yep. You don't like, because people wind down. Yeah. Right? So Monday, they're like, okay, Tuesday, okay, Wednesday, flatline. Thursday, like, okay, Friday, all right, mm-hmm. and they get ready to go down. And you got, in that school, I, heard, I used to hear stories about yeah. cats getting knocked out, chip. <laughs> yeah. Cats used to get chipped. In this, I was like, yo. So Mike would come back and tell me some stories, but I, I never personally went that, and that's on me. But uh, but I, I definitely wanted to be a part of that experience. But the weapons, what what kind of weapons do you know? What kind of weapons do you teach? Let us let us all okay. kind of hear it out. So uh, while I was in Okinawa, that was one question I was not prepared to answer. The yeah. uh, the the um the program director James, um, he you know he asked all of us you know let me know what you're most interested in learning. I'm thinking what I want to know it all. Like, right, right, right. So I'm like I don't even know what to I'm, focus I'm, on. I'm here for the smoke. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much <laughs> I arrive off the plane and right. you know he gave me a couple days to get settled and then he yeah. goes yeah so what dojo you want to try out first? I'm like uh he yeah. goes and so the very first thing that came to my mind like well I, I want to learn weapons. <laughs> right, 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 right. So um and I guess somewhere in me knew that that was probably where I I was most disconnected. Like I learned uh. weapons. Definitely learned weapons coming up through the ranks, um, you know, as a child, teenager, and into adulthood. Right. But with not much understanding of each weapon or the history behind each weapon. Got it. Besides, you know, doing my own research, right? You don't have to go to Okinawa to, you know, get all of what I what I got. Right. You, it's all about researching and wanting to know more, you, you right. know, to, to explore these different things. Gotcha. Um, of course, I also want to explore different traditional styles of karate. Uh, but weapons became my focus while I was in Okinawa, gotcha. for sure. Uh, so pretty much every day of the week, I was training karate, except for 
Sunday. There Sunday. was a day. There was a day off. There was one day off. That's the day I chose to take off. Ah, okay. I, that I was, was it. Say, that's but, by choice. Okay, yeah, that, all right. It was by yeah. choice because it was very. It's, it, it was interesting to see to be in a place on an island where all you see is karate everywhere. Like you go to the bar, people are doing karate. Yeah, like, it's it's legit. It's it legit. Like, legit. Never, it's, like, I, I, it's one of the places I want to go. Uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, definitely. Everyone should make that trip, especially as a martial artist. Did you make it to Mount Fuji? I didn't, but I saw it. I've heard stories. I how saw it. how was it when you saw it, like in person? You know, well, like on a postcard. Well, I didn't see it. In, I didn't yeah. see it in person, yeah. unfortunately. Okay. But gotcha. you can see it when, um, from the plane. You can see it from there. Even better. Yeah. That's what so. I'm, I mean. None of us can. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I've ever flew over Mount Fuji. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's that's a unique yeah. experience. Yeah. So I did could you see, see that. like in? I mean, you know, you were like really like thirty thousand feet up. But can you see? Could you see down? No, I couldn't uh. see down. I was more. We were like more. Right next to it, oh. so you can see like look like this volcano. That's thing. that's cool, and that's what it. I mean, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So it's like I've heard uh, there was there were some stories I've read um, where there was I, th- I forget where exactly where it was. I think it was Black Belt Magazine, and I forget the name of the instructors. But um, one day this guy traveled over there from the United States, much like your story, um, and he went over there to train uh, similar purposes. Uh, get reconnected. I think he was a little older, um, but he went over there. And one day, the, uh, the sensei said, uh, 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 "Bring your running shoes." <laughs> and so all the all the students who are you know, if you're used to you know, I don't know how often you take your students running. I used to take I used to take my students running all the time. Like, yo, put on your shoes. Let's run up and down the block, especially when we started out. It's kind of like a little promotional thing, but mm-hmm. it was also like. I know y'all ain't run today, so let's run. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to do that. But um, in this case, in Japan, this guy went all the way over to there to train. The sensei's like, let's go running. So all whole class in this article that's written um, basically was like, you know, kind of like perturbed. Like, what are we, you know, running shoes? What are we, we're hands and feet, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> they end up, you know, driving over to this place. And uh, by the time, by I guess by the end of the run, this guy, the sensei was like, yeah, we just ran Mount Fuji. <laughs> And it's mm. like, yo, like that was such an incredible. I mean, I'm I'm not doing it justice the way I'm describing it, but mm-hmm. it was so it was such a cool story. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I mean, that would have been <laughs> cool. Like, they dropped you off in a van and you're all in there, like, kind of quiet. Like, uh, we, yeah. do you know what's happening? And then you're just running Mount Fuji the next yeah. a volcano. Like, <laughs> yeah, luckily, yeah, I don't know how well I would have taken to that. You didn't have that experience. I've been there. I my mom, like, I want to go home. <laughs> Come get me. What was the um? What was the culture like uh, outside of the martial arts aspect, though? Like being in an Asian culture, um, we're experiencing a lot of that, you know, stuff in the news right now about Asian hate and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we practice Asian martial arts. I mean, yes. right, that's what this is. What we practice is literally connected to mm-hmm. a lot of Asian history. So uh, I guess. What was the what was the what were some of the key things that you got out of the culture that you could appreciate from there and bring back here? Oh, definitely. I think um, what makes BKK so special is the experience that I took from learning Okinawan culture. I brought that back. Yeah. Um, one being, we train like we just can't call ourselves a family. We really have to be a family. Right. And that means in being inclusive. Everyone should have a sense of belonging. Not saying in you know. And, you know, how I came up in karate, I didn't feel like I didn't belong. Right. But it's almost like, you know, once karate class is done, we all go our separate ways. Salute. Yeah, you know. All right, see you next time. Yeah. And even, let's say, if it was a bad fight night. Right. Instead of like, all right, let's all do something together now so we can forget about that. No, instead, you still have that on your mind. Right. You know, so in Okinawa, it was, you know, all right, we train. All right, now let's go out. Right. Let's go eat. Right. Let's go drink. It could have been anything like that. Right. Um, Just to, you know, keep everyone unified. Right. 
everyone cleans the dojo together. Ah, I was going to ask you about that yeah. at the end of class because people mm-hmm. look at you crazy when they're like, "Hey, oh, get yeah. a broom." Yeah. I mean, the parents love it. Mm-hmm. I don't do it for I don't do it for the voyeurism of the voyeuristic aspect. <laughs> of it. I'm like, no, this is, I really want yeah. the space to be clean yeah. when you come here. Like mm-hmm. when people come into my house to train, I don't want you to you know you know has like when you like walk on like. Uh, because you're not, allowed, I don't have any shoes in my house. I keep everything. It's almost Dojang esque, right? Dojo mm-hmm. Dojang esque. I keep shoes outside the house. You know, clearly it gets it's a lot cleaner that way. But if you have socks on and you walk into someone's house and you feel like all that stuff under oh, your yeah. socks, like you don't feel like yeah, you're distracted now. Yeah, you know, exactly. And you just walked in the door. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. So I'm like, imagine you, imagine you're uh, like, you know, not not necessarily the student, but I'm like, all right, well, imagine if your your mom walked in here. Would you want her to walk on here with, right. you know what I mean? Would you want her to be like picking stuff off her feet and like look at the color of her foot is like mm-hmm. black. Like, you know, I've seen, I've seen, I've walked into places where I was barefoot. My I took a shot, cleaned everything. <laughs> I walk in there, first two steps, I turn my foot up and it's black. Yeah. That's, but I, I imagine it's completely different over there because it, yeah. it seems so clean. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Uh, very clean and they, face masks have been a thing well, well before the pandemic gotcha. um, they are uh, very conscious of uh, spreading germs yeah whether they're sick or they don't want to get sick you know they face masks have always been a thing uh, one thing that I really uh, took well to or no what I was taken back by should I say yeah. is how patient they are with people who don't speak the language ah you know like they're you know, us so, ah come on you right. know, learn English you right. know right. this is America right or we start yelling at you right. thinking <laughs> yeah there it's like Worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like Worse. do you it's like right. right right they didn't understand it the first time so right. but they'll actually like they'll take time just to until you can understand you start seeing them searching for things right. trying to they're thinking right and I'm like all right I'll figure it out on my own you know there That's is cool. the, yeah it's like being a stranger doesn't exist there. Um, the crime rate is extremely low in Okinawa. That was something else. Uh, they're very trustworthy. You see children walking around five years old by themselves. Unlike you see here. Yeah. I saw a kid walking the other day. I mean, it was a like the, I, there was two ki- two two girls. I have a daughter, so I guess my mind is like now pro- reprogrammed mm-hmm. to think safety. Yep. Um, and I'm like. Uh, what is she doing with that little girl? I mean, it must have been her sister or something like that. But I was like, where's the mom? I started searching. Where's the mom? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I got concerned. That was my first instinct when I saw that. Yeah, and I got, <laughs> but I was like, calm down. Get in the car. It's okay. <laughs> they know where they're going. I mean, their bodies are going without them having to look around. They know where they are. Mm-hmm. So I was, but like, you know, you don't see that here anymore. Yeah, no. And um, it's something that you stop seeing kids with their parents look like from the time that I was there. Like, the youngest is four. After that, Kids are on their own. They go to school by themselves. Everything. Like a village. Yeah. Almost, they're right? They're on their own. That's so cool, Yeah, man. so they teach independence early on. So that was something else that I wanted to make sure yeah. that I drove home. Because I understand, you know, kids are going to be kids. Yeah. You know, and, oh, well, they're only this age. All right, how many, every year going to say that. Oh, well, they're only seven. Oh, well, they're only eight. They're only nine. Eventually, they're going to be grown. You know, so uh, we got to hold them accountable for something, if, if not most Yo, say it again, though. <laughs> yo, I don't know how. I mean, it's been, you know, I guess we're going to keep it real legit on this episode, real G, because I've, I've, I've tried to tell so many people this. Like, yo, at some point, you will turn around. Not not just my own kids. I mean, I make them accountable. They know that there's work to be done mm-hmm. if they want anything from me, including my daughter. I'm like, no, you can stand up. You're good. You stand mm-hmm. up. I've, I've seen her fall flat on her. She's only two. She'll every morning I take her to daycare. She wants I, I park further away from the daycare. That's our little time for we we walk and we talk mm-hmm. for a second before I go. And she'll run. Now she runs. I used to carry her mm-hmm. and then I've seen it now. I ran an experiment on her and then I stopped carrying her, let her walk. 
And now she just, I want to run. Mm-hmm. She runs, and she tells me this, which is funny. And she runs, and then she sometimes falls flat on her face, like pow. But then I stand there, I just look, and she gets up. Mm-hmm. Ask from all the times I told her, it's all right, get up. Mm-hmm. Like, because then they're looking to cry. I don't like the crying thing kills me. So yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you don't need, but there's so much that you and I can control in that regard with, um, with kids because it's not necessarily that they're hurt. It's really more the fact that they may, they may be embarrassed. Yeah. And they're looking for support. I'm like, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Just get up. You're yep, okay. It. You got it. Like, fine. And, and then from there, things seem to change. So I, I guess to the outside world, I look like, you know, a really horrible father. But, <laughs> you know, at the say to some to, to people that understand what I'm trying to do and instill and what you are also successfully doing and instilling is that independence that you're talking about. And I, I, I guess that really kind of does stem from that culture now that mm-hmm. you now that you say that. Because um, yep. we, we make everybody, I mean, every age. You know, up to a certain level, obviously. I'm not expecting my daughter to go to work at two, but you know, like <laughs> she's got to do something in order to get something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if it's asking me nicely, you know. So I guess that accountability—that's that's sort of the Japanese culture, Asian culture, mm-hmm. um, at least with respect to. I guess not even martial arts, really. Just how that's I guess that's how they are because yeah, I've never tried I've never been that far so that's um that's yeah, really incredible it really is a lifestyle um, yeah, nice Okinawans move um over here we move really 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 fast you right. know time is important right you know that's why we work more than we actually get a chance to experience life yeah. over there yeah. I'm like everyone's walk literally walking so slow like they have no place right. to be <laughs> but that's the Okinawan culture right it's like or even how they how they train gotcha. um, that's something else that I brought back into the dojo yeah talk about like, that I do understand you know, karate, very militant, like, no, there is no water breaks. There is no breaks, you know? It's right. like, you come in, we train 100% from start to finish. Okinawa, like, we're going to train for a while, but then all of a sudden, you know, um, I don't know how to say water in uh, Japanese, but <laughs> it would just be something said, and everyone just, wait, that's it? Right. And everyone's just taking a break. Right. And it's, it's like, easy going. You don't, you don't, you're not penalized for being late. Um, well, I'm still going to penalize you for being late, because we live here. And, yo, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with so, you. I'm like, yo, yeah. I wasn't late. My thing was, I wasn't late to teach. I, I said this in a class of 100 people. It's people were walking in late. And I know it's parking and all that stuff. But I was like, I wasn't late to teach you. So you shouldn't be late to take my class. Mm-hmm. If this class started at 8 o'clock, get up at 6 if you need to. That's Find it. Find parking early. Mm-hmm. Be here on time. Because yes. that's the, I show you respect by beat. You expect me to be here already. Mm-hmm. That's why you rushing. You expect mm-hmm. me to have the door open, the lights on, everything clean, toilets, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you on time? Yep. You know what I mean? So we are time-oriented, yeah. I guess, here. Yeah, and we have to be here. When you moved there, was the did it... Did you make a shift mentally though to like being more relaxed, or did nope. that, or did that training? Yep. It was ingrained. Still, like, I got okay, you. The time, gotta, to, yep. very FedEx about it. I got you. Yep, I got you. I didn't have a license over there, so right. I had to walk everywhere. I um gotcha. I, I lost a lot of weight walking around, there. but yeah. that that's the typical size of you know Japanese. They're they're small. Like around. the portion sizes were different. Yeah, but I, I lost a lot of weight. Probably about maybe twenty to thirty pounds while I was over there. Healthier culture in terms of um oh, how they how healthy. they keep themselves mentally and physically. Mentally Mentally, physically, Overall. yep, and their yeah. diet, everything's fresh. Happier? Happier. Oh, yeah. man, everyone's happy in Okinawa. Everyone's happy, Everybody. You know? I've never, it's, it's Without amazing. the alcohol. With, with <laughs> the alcohol, too. But, and that's another thing. Like, for me, I was like, I was like trying to describe to people, I'm like, Okinawans yeah. are like black people. 
<laughs> like, but, but but more I togetherness. Got you. Gotcha, you know? I was gotcha. like, they're like the black Asians. Yeah, I like, I, like I like that. I like that. I like that. So we need to hook up with some Japanese yeah, real quick. They're, All right. they're, they're tan. You right. know, they're just they're just real laid back. Right. They love to have a good time. But they're also just like, don't mess with us. Like, you don't right. know who knows what. Not right. everyone trains karate over there. But for the most part, it's in schools, you know, so. Talk about that. Because I, I had, uh, I was talking to somebody. I forget who it was. But I was like, I, I want to put. I feel like my my idea, um, and I feel like I feel like I was put here to do this. Like I don't, I'm not religious in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Um, but I feel like my purpose is to leave humanity with this installment from myself, mm-hmm. like this energy, this following. Like, and I feel like if we put martial arts in schools, things would be. If more people in oh, general yeah. practice martial arts here. Yep. Based on how we are with the working mm-hmm. process, and my dad's like a nine to nine guy, you know. So that like doing that Monday to Friday would break me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so he's he may, he's tougher than me up there on that one. But uh, but it's like you know, still like like you said, that balance of enjoyment to work. Um, I feel like if we had more people learn martial arts, a people wouldn't be as confident as they are on on social media talking how they talk. Cause you know, like people just pull up on them, like yo, you like you know yeah, what I mean? That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pull Assume. up and just not to not to fight per se, but like to have the conversation. Yeah, be ready. Like be ready and be that readiness. So you think so in schools in Japan they had it was it like mandated that that karate was in the system. Like mm-hmm. you had like PE was yeah, that's like their gym class. Um, dope. I don't know if it was like every school. Yeah. You know, but I did. You know, I did my research while I was there. You yeah. know, I'm interviewing the few people who did speak English. Yeah. And, you know, just finding out, like, how often do they do karate? Like, it is, some schools, no. Right. Um, actually, the most popular sport over there in um, Okinawa is baseball. Baseball? That's what, most, that's what almost all kids play is baseball. Holy cow. Yeah, there's so, no, there's yeah. no salary cap in baseball. <laughs> so that's not a, that's not yeah. a bad investment. So in Okinawa, <laughs> should I say in Okinawa? Yeah. Because Okinawans do not like being called Japanese. Yes. Okay, so, got it. Interesting. They, they call Japanese um, um mainlanders got it but man. okinawan is an island i right another thing i try to describe is like when we up here we take a trip to miami right uh, let's say uh japanese uh who live in uh, let's say tokyo right on their break or on their vacation they're going to go to okinawa that's their got miami it almost. got yeah, it okay so. understood understood <laughs> yeah, it's an island it's um it's extremely hot yeah <laughs> it's hot year, year round ra- year round year round i mean i think crazy. they have a winter but that for us that'd probably be like our spring or fall gotcha and the first day of spring today as a matter of fact oh, so, nice. so yeah we're, we're into so we're really doing mm-hmm. a lot of big things on this podcast today so too. what else uh what else can I say about the? There's school? so much, I'm sure. But oh. I mean, did you ever observe like any of the classes taught in the school system? No, I didn't yeah. make it to a school. Right. Um, but what I what I chose to do was on Saturdays I took a karate, a kids karate class nice. every Saturday. Nice. And they train in a school in a extremely hot gym for three hours. Three hours. And so again, I'm humbling myself. I'm this giant right. adult. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> wearing a white belt. Yeah. I'm a foreigner. They, yeah. they never cared about my race either. It's just like That's what's um, up. they just wanted to know. Well, no, you just I'm a foreigner. I'm not a black foreigner. Right. I'm not a black woman foreigner. You're, you're here just, to learn. Yeah, I'm oh, a foreigner. The only thing they want to know is was I in the military or not. Right. I was told I had beautiful arm muscles. So they're like, uh, military? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just here to train karate. They're right, like, right. Oh, okay. Welcome. Uh, yeah, that was it. That's they what's just, up. You know, they, they recognize foreigners, but they, they welcome them. You know, they I was very, I was, they, they always welcome me no matter where I was at. Yeah. Even if I'm walking, you know, but we're taught here, stranger danger. So right, right. I'm not going to get into a car, but it was right. like common. You know, I'm walking. You need a ride, but in, you know, and they're in uh, Japanese are saying this to me, you know, right. trying to get me to get into the car right. just to help me. But I'm thinking, uh, opposite, yeah, yeah. So, but it's different based on being here. But the crime rate is so low there that it's not even a thought. Like, you're also allowing a stranger, a foreigner, to get into your car, right? 
that's you know yeah they, they don't have to process all of that the same way we do gotcha um but yeah so taking that kids karate class it gave me a more insight on how they train right because a lot of us we, we see hollywood and you know it's like oh well that's because they're from japan that's why they're like that no it's just um they give kids and i asked um one um yeah lady instructor I saw some kids training for a tournament. Like, there was, like, a practice room right before they go into the main arena. Right. And I'm like, wait, this is just a practice room? <laughs> and I asked her what was so, well, you know, well, what do they do differently? How often do they train? Oh, about three times a week for one hour. I said, that's it? Like, like, like that's what we do here. And she's just like, well, but what, what do you do? She's like, they just have the mindset of they want to be the best. That's it. It's all, it starts with the mindset. It's like, if you're just, uh, you know, I'm just doing this because I was told I have to be here. That's what you're going to get. Right. And um, that's what I'm always explaining to my students. It has to start with what you want. You right. know, it's not yeah. I can I can push you as much as I want. Right. But if you're just if you're not training to be the best, and then once you're the best, not training to be phenomenal. Right. You know, you're gonna stay right here. You're right. Gonna, you know, you're gonna be irrelevant at some point. That constant hunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. I think it. I mean, we're gonna run. We gotta run out of time because there's so much to say <laughs> on what you said. I have to consolidate. It's so great to have you here. Um, but uh, just to echo these things because. Sometimes when I say them, and I'm sure you've gotten this too, sometimes you feel like, especially teaching by yourself, like, you know, if you don't have any anybody else that's, like, uh, higher than you teaching um, alongside you, like, you're pretty much one of one. Mm-hmm. So it's like whatever you say, you don't necessarily get reinforced mm-hmm. in your day-to-day. It's like, I know this to be true because I said it, you know, because it's effective, what, but not necessarily backed up, like, you know, right then and there. So I feel like in my teaching career, and like, I don't even know really, I guess, I guess it's been more like 15, 14, 15 years I've been teaching. But um, it's been like when I say something, it's like it comes from somewhere, but it's internal dialogue for me. I think martial arts is really for that more than anything. Like hands, feet, kick, punch, block, cool. Like I've seen all those people. I've seen it done right, seen it done wrong. I'm not where I want to be yet. Probably won't ever be satisfied. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you echo me on that. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. I won't ever be there. So it's that constant. You know, I still do stuff in the kitchen, jabbing and moving around and slipping stuff. I look probably look crazy to my yeah, neighbors. Yeah, used to be in doing cotton. Yeah, you know, I got my daughter kicking. I'm like, hey, hold on. I got you for five seconds. Kick, kick, kick. So, you know, but it's like when, you, when you're around somebody that mirrors what you're saying, it kind of validates like almost like your existence and what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like hearing you say that, I'm like, yo, because I used to tell people like, yo, it's all about the mindset and what you say to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what separates the athletes. Cause when you tell an athlete and my mom was, mom was one and she taught me how to be one. So my athleticism really comes from my mother. Mm-hmm. Most guys, most guys would reference their father who I didn't, uh, my biological father left when I was very young. Mm-hmm. But father who stepped in was not an athlete, but had the athlete's eyes. Mm-hmm. He know how to train. Like he, you need to do this, you need to do that. But you know he's just chilling. I'm mm-hmm. like, so it got hard to listen to him. But he was right, mm-hmm. and it was just hard to like again talking about like hypocrite. And he wasn't ever a hypocrite. He's like, yo, listen, I'm just, I'm telling you, I've been around. Mm-hmm. It works, dog. Do it. <laughs> so shout out to pops. I always shout out my pops. But mm-hmm. um, like when I when I learned how to be an athlete, I feel like it came out in my teaching, because it was like, yo. It's not about being a hard ass or being like tough or stoic or having like not letting anybody inside your heart or anything. Like it's it's all about can you continue? And the answer should always be yes. Yep. Is the direction correct? Figure that out first because you don't want to work hard in the wrong direction. Don't hustle backwards. Right. I tell people that. Don't hustle backwards. Don't run in place. Sometimes we do that and we don't realize that. But you got to have like the sort of external camera I talk about like on yourself. Like you got to be able to figure out when you're in routines 
Because I'm like, yo, if you think if you think living a life of adventure is crazy, try routine, yo. Mm-hmm. Routine is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And you have to constantly break that, especially in the COVID times. It's um oh, been yeah. harder to break. Yeah. Um, so you have to like purposely take a full stop, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that that that's like, it's hard to do. But you say you train seven days a week or six days a week. Six days that's a week. Crazy. And the classes were two hours. Um, very very hot. And yeah. the walks <laughs> to all these places. Yeah. I had to walk. The most intense, we're going to call it Mount Fuji, too. Like yeah, the, the, I got you. They, we, we call it Taboo Hill. I suppose there's a lot of snakes. Yeah. Which, yeah it, was, it was a brutal, brutal right. walk up and down. Wow. And then walking to the dojo every day. Wow. I trained at um, two, I trained at a dojo for weapons and a different dojo for yeah. karate. I did uh, Gojuru Karate. No, that's not true. I also did uh, go to the same dojo that I trained weapons um, also did Shonru karate for a while. Yeah. Um, and then also trained Gojuru. And then on Saturdays, the kids' karate class was, uh, even though Shitaru isn't a Okinawan style, they those are the kids also trained for competition. So I'm still Got studying it. that. Like, yeah. Because for yeah. me, that was always my focus. It was more based around, I actually, I had no idea that this is where I'd be with a karate school. Right. Um, you know, I had uh, students, parents just believing, like, you need you need a space. Like, right. I'm like, okay. Right. My focus was always, I guess, like how you're, you're describing your dad with the athlete's eye. Yeah. But also remembering, because I was also a competitor right. as a child. I, I, I was always on the circuit. Quite a good one from what <laughs> I read. So <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Reading, um, not reading, uh, competing every single weekend, traveling yeah. up and down the coast to different yeah. tournaments. Um, so I had that experience, and then now I have more of a technical eye for it. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I can get you to the next place. Let me work with you, and let's see right. what happens. Right. So that I, that's where I, and that's why I still do Saturdays. It's fulfilling, yeah. isn't it, to mm-hmm. to like really work with not not that it's not fulfilling to work with the masses, right? You have like 100 people in a class or something like that. <clears throat> I think the most I've ever taught was. 200 um but it was intimidating even mm, even yeah. though I, even though they were there for me mm-hmm. it was still intimidating because i had the more there was more onus on me not to mess up mm-hmm. um which i'd like to believe i didn't so uh hopefully that was a good class for those involved <laughs> but uh but yeah but um no it's it really it does fulfill me to give to see it come out of the person mm-hmm. i've been working with yeah and not just physically and you could tap in whenever you want to but when it comes out of their life, like mm-hmm. when they're not on the, because you spend more time off the mat than you do on the mat. Unless you live at the school, like right. literally, mm-hmm. you spend more time, if we're just using numbers and statistics, you're going to spend more time off that mat, regardless of how much time you accumulate, mm-hmm. than you do off the mat. So it's like, it's like, it really is a development in that short amount of time. You really do, it, like an hour is a short time. Sometimes two hours is short to train, mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing. If you're doing burpees for 10 minutes, it feels like, oh, that's, that's oh. right, you're dead, right? <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? You're obviously spreading out and pacing out your, your training. But when, when kids, kids get it, I got a special thing for kids when the kids get it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's another adult I put out in the world. I can like check them off. Yes. Like, all right, this person's good. Mm-hmm. This person's good. This person's good. Now, even when I teach my kids, I teach my kids how to calculate sales tax at the store. Like, and then the parents are looking at me. They're like, "Oh, great job!" I'm like, "Yeah, but yeah, but you guys got lazy somewhere mm-hmm. because you could be doing the same thing I'm doing. It takes a lot of time. It's it a short term. It's a short term L for a long term W. Yes, yeah, you know I mean, because you got not necessarily not every day are you going to be like you know fully 100 percent to teach. Right? You may be thinking about stuff, going through things, you know, whatever. I'm sure like in your transition from leaving you know Kincaid to starting your school, it was a lot going on. You're mm-hmm. frantic. So my first day, I was thinking about fifty different things other than yeah. who was in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, but it was still like, you know, when you see someone get it, and it's an investment. When you see them get it, uh, 
it really does make an impact on an indelible impact on you, I oh, think, yes. as an instructor mm-hmm. in, their, in their lives. So I'm sure you can speak to that. So many people I know um, that I've like I've taught them and then they're like maybe they left or whatever happened. Life happens. You mm-hmm. go to college, you become a doctor or whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, not my alley, but uh, I'd rather send people to the doctor as opposed to, yeah. <laughs> but nah, it, it was cool to like, get those things back in parents. Like, I would just walk through, hey, Master, yo, thank you for blah, blah, blah. And I'm mm-hmm. sure you get that. So oh, it's, yeah, and I'm like, appreciative. It's, it's like, and it, it's like, it's validating. It, and it's, it's actually more validating actually coming from the students when they're older, not necessarily the parents. Yeah. Because I'm like, yo, you just went through college like that, and then you went through a breakup with that level of, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. And sometimes they, sometimes, and people need to get this, sometimes the students demonstrate things later in their lives that we wish we would have had oh, yeah. back then. You know mm-hmm. I'm like, I wish I would have made that decision. That's a cool, yeah. that's a cool way to do it. Like mm-hmm. you, you used your, mar- you martial arts your way a different, yeah. a different way through that situation. Yep. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing right. wrong with it, right? It's, and it's like you, do you, do you find yourself learning from your students as you go? Oh, always. And I feel like um, people feel like they stop at some point and I feel like that's like the, not the yeah, right answer. No, I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always learning from, from uh, my students, you know, given that they're a different generation. Right. Um, and just seeing how quickly they were able to, you know, transition. I know every day in the house is different. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But they transitioned pretty quickly from uh, being in school to being at home. All right, well, school is school, you know. But I know some days are different because I have to do my disciplining when I get those those not-so-good reports. Yeah. I I know not every day is perfect. So you check in on them every day. You get daily reports or weekly reports? I, um, I, you know... I like the idea of it being a team, be, gotcha. me and the parents. Gotcha. So I don't, and I also don't want to overstep. I like you know, that. I understand that, you know, one thing that my sensei taught me from the business aspect, yeah. not everyone's going to put their child in karate for this reason or for that reason. That's true. That's so true. Facts. Even, yeah, as long as you're respectful in the dojo, Facts. you know, if you break a dojo rule, yeah, I'm going to check you for that. Right, right, but anything right. that happens outside of there, I need the parents to invite me in right, to right. that conversation. And then I'm going to check in and I'm going to say, do you want me to just have a conversation or do you need me to apply some pressure? Right. Like, how do you want to do, almost like, a, I feel like because we're wearing masks, like, we can all have conversations. I told someone this the other day, I was like, now I can see who's genuine and who's not, because I'm always, you and I are always used to looking at people in the eye, mm-hmm. like we are right now, mm-hmm. and especially when we fight. Oh, yeah. That's where all, that's where all the intention is anyway, because mm-hmm. I could be looking here and go upstairs, or yeah. look up there, go downstairs. I'm, no, I'm notorious for that. So, like, I'll check people when they talk. You know what I mean? Like, if they're making eye contact with me, if they look away and then just look at me once, I'm like, all right, so I know not to be here. You're not confident. Or mm-hmm. Eye contact says so much. It does. It says so much. And some kids come to you not being able to, and then in six months or a year, they, they're able to, you know, mm-hmm. straighten up and look you in the eye kind of uncomfortably sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, yo, we, like, can, okay. we can break eye contact now, at? dog. <laughs> <laughs> do I have a pimple on my face yeah. or something? Yo, you tell me yo, before I get out of, get up out of here. Mm-hmm. So you do a weekly, like a, a weekly sort of check-in I guess with uh, with your students, like, hey, how was your how was your day, or yeah. yada yada. And, and I will say, this is something that my mom also had to um, make me more aware of. Don't forget that each you know student has their own story. You know, that's right. So that's even right. let's say if I do get that not so good report, I'm trying not to say bad report, but right. a not so good report. Um, find out more about what happened leading up to that. Gotcha. You know, yeah. You know, but if it, read a Pete offenders, all right. Now we're just something's, something's I used to, I call them habitual line steppers. That's what I call <laughs> yeah, them. It's from the Chappelle show. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, that 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 sat with me. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You need to find out. Okay, what happened? And then you know, anyone having the feeling like they have a voice, like yeah, they can actually yeah. express, right? Um, you know, their emotions. Right. Maybe just 
All right, your your um your side of the story matters just as much as your parents. Correct. But I'm gonna let you know right now. Your parent already told me. Right. So now, but I do want to hear your side. First, right, right, right. Or I want to hear your side as well. You're like and, you're like a mediator. Yeah, and they're like, hmm. <laughs> but you already know which which side I'm with. You right, know, right. We can't have that. Right. You know, I'm I, standing I, over here yeah. talking to you. Yeah, across the room. Yeah. I don't tolerate disrespect of parents, yep. especially mothers. Right. And um, teachers. I, I, much respect to like, you for that. Much it's respect. Like I can't take it. So. Much respect to you. Thank for you. That. What is um what. What can be said, I guess, for parents that because I know it's I know the I know the demographic has changed. I guess me and you were part of that same era. Um, I'm 32, so I, that's, I was born in '88. So it's like I came out of that time where it was like they just slowed down being hardcore and killing everybody in the class mm -hmm. to like advertising the kids now. Like you know what I mean? Like hey, let's bring you in here. So like '93, '94, I started <laughs> moving around and it was it, I had a serious instructor. Like, mm -hmm. we practiced on the wood floor. All, I'm like, I tell people, like, mats are like, when I first got on the mat, I was like, wow. I felt yeah, like being in a it's bed. It's way different. Yeah, it yeah. was like, wow, this is great. And it's great for your feet. It's great for your joints long term. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Um, but mm -hmm. all good stuff. Um, but I feel like a lot of parents bring um, their, their, kid, their children to a school, not to necessarily learn respect, um, but to, like, install it. And I tell them that can't happen. I can't install that for you you have to do that some things you have to do from mm -hmm. home you know it's obviously there's like your unique situations or circumstances or whatever um your outliers but you know where you, you just have a job ahead of you you know mm -hmm. because the person's the way they are at least in the beginning i've seen i've seen miracles i've worked miracles i, I feel like uh i feel like uh what was the what was that movie with the guy the poltergeist what that was the you know a movie i'm talking about the ghost movie where, he, where she was possessed and he came out the exorcist okay, okay. i feel like i pulled out some of the bad stuff i'm like i'm like let me just <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like that's kind of what we do we, mm -hmm. we take that energy manipulate it in our own way yeah you know plug plug in obviously all of what we know um in enough doses for each person um but i feel like bringing them to the school for that reason to install something is wrong. I can build on top of what yeah, you... Character development. Right. Mm -hmm. So to talk about how you do that, particularly with your, with your students in your school and your philosophy toward that. Uh, well, one, I think it's very important to lead by example. Mm. You know, um, I have... Um, I teach... The, you know the importance of appearance mm -hmm. so the uniform is their responsibility even when i'm talking about punctuality i i even make it clear i know no one in here can drive themselves but <laughs> what are you doing to help your parent get out the door correct <laughs> yo know? yo are you sitting by the door ready right. <laughs> I do have a couple families with more than one child if yeah. one child's a lot i understand yes yes so then when, when i have those families of three kids yeah. i'm like well what did you do to right. help right you know what you might be the reason it, it, anything could happen right. i understand that but once you arrive right. you better act like you know that you're late Right. You're just coming, huh? Well, best believe now you got to answer to that. You know, it's like, what's the we, punishment for being late to Master um, Corinne's class? What's well, the punishment, you know, yo? For team practice, yeah, it's uh, fifty burpees. Oh, 50 burpees. all at once. Yes. So you get them done. Yeah. Oh, so this is like, uh, this is like Coach Carter. Yeah. <laughs> but that, yes, but that's for my team. I got you. Um, in the got dojo, yeah. yeah, it's probably gonna be push-ups, but it, it all depends on, you know, right. Your energy once you come in. Like, Understood. are you just, Understood. well, I see classes going on already, right. but I'm just going to take my time. Now I'm done with you. It's are like, you acting like this imperative that you're yeah. here a couple of seconds before I start to really get yeah, upset? You better rush. Yeah, rush. Let's go. Yeah, right? yeah, this yeah. is urgent. Yes, you know? that's important. Um, appearance, you know, I um, have them all line up and, you know, I'm checking uniforms, I'm yep. checking belts, you know, belt, you know, teaching responsibility. I don't want to hear my mom forgot my belt or. You know, oh, I think my grandmother left it in her house. Nope, yep. that's your belt. And I right. explained that to the parent when they first, you know, yep. I understand 
that, you know, you're probably going to be responsible for washing this uniform, but if they come with a uniform that's dirty, wrinkled, yeah. I'm questioning them. Right. They have to answer to me, not you. Right, it's, right. Not, it's not on you. It's not, it's not, I'm not breaking the fourth wall and, and yeah. subliminally throwing shots at you, you know what I'm saying? I, I, had, to do, I had to do some some damage control like that, too. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking yeah. to them. Yep. You know, and they'll, and they'll take the information home to yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, parents, um, and just the way we, you know, the way we train, um, I bring a lot of how I was trained as a child in the dojo, I bring a lot of that militant style, yes. that strictness, that sense of harass brought into yeah. the dojo. I, I come with that. Master Bruce Jones was probably the most technical instructor I've had as far as kata goes, so I bring a lot of that So energy. important, isn't it? Yeah. So important. And I love kata. I, was, I mean, I was a fighter. I didn't right. like sparring, but right. that's what I was good at. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> but um, kata became, you know, kata's forever. So wait, hold on. Back up. You were... You- you you were you didn't like fighting but you were good at it. Yeah, I was I was good at it. <laughs> Yo, but that's so crazy. Yeah, I didn't like it. Like I still a, don't like it. That's what, but that's crazy because so many people, I think, are so on. Uh, they, they get so comfortable being comfortable. Mm-hmm. I like being uncomfortable. Yeah. I love it. I live for that. I'm like, yo, if I'm not learning something, like we're wasting time. Mm-hmm. We're wasting t- I'm wasting time. I need to be learning something. What's the next challenge? What's the next uh what's the what's the next thing to do? Um mm-hmm. who's the next challenge? who's the next guy that's gonna, you know, put me in my place? I'm I tell people I'm always looking for that. Mm-hmm. I seek that. I want to be taught that what I'm doing isn't isn't effective for that mm-hmm. particular instance. Yep. Um so I think that's interesting. You said you were so good at it, but you didn't like it, yeah, and still don't. I, I, and, I for me, um, I think what took away for for me with sparring, uh, I guess more so in the black community, is like that's what we we pride ourselves more on. The fight, and there's almost like um, uh, being a kata person is like, yeah, eh, right. at tournaments is like if you're not if you're not fighting, oh, you're right. soft. Like right. I've never understood that. Like right. kata takes a lot more. Um, everything. Yeah, a lot more training, a <laughs> lot more mental, you know, everything's in check. And right. There's always something to improve. Absolutely. For me, uh, point sparring, I, I can only speak on point sparring, not, yeah. you know, like the full continuous. Well, what, what I do, I do the continuous version yeah. of that, yeah. But point sparring, it's like, yeah. okay, that's more sport, you know, you're right. good at it, but someone's going to beat you. So then what right. happens after someone beats you? Right, because you can't you kick know? it and then turn your back and put your hand up in the sky and walk away because yeah. it's like, boop, yeah. like, so, you know, you're going to get so, chipped up. So I was a good point uh, <laughs> spar. Gotcha. I wasn't... That was never my thing, you know. I, gotcha. But my sensei made it my thing. He's like, "Oh, you don't like that? Well, that's what we do here. Fight right. night, I'll be that one hiding in the back, pretending like I'm looking for my You're like Corinne. Yep. And then, all right, Corinne, your turn. All right. But so then I became that fire. I was like, "Well, I don't want to get hit." So right. I became really fast. Right. My legs were really, really fast. And yeah. Point. Right. 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 I was like, I got good at points. And off the lead side too, right? Like a jab, like a jab. The pumping, the pumping side. Like that's that's what you need to win. Yeah, that was it. That's what you need to win. Like it's about how you how fast you can do that kick, and then if you could change it at the last second to the turning kick. Yep. You know what I mean? So that was kind of, that's, that's how I teach this from the side. But um, that's so cool that mm-hmm. we mirror each other in that. I feel like there's similarity. I, there's, also, I wanted to talk about, and I know we're, we're, we're getting close on time. There's so much to cover. But um, I also wanted to talk to you about the overlap between Taekwondo and Karate because there are a lot of people that are, always, always ask me. They still ask me like yesterday, what's the difference between Taekwondo and Karate? And I'm like, I could tell you there's a, there's there's a list of things that make sense to you, mm-hmm. and there's a list of things that make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So there's like obviously where they you know where they where they emanate from. This originated in Taekwondo being from Korea, uh, Karate being from Japan. I go through that sort of general list and and hit off. But what do you think are the big uh, some of the biggest differences you see between uh, 
taekwondo uh, and karate, if you if you can point any out. Well, I guess there is more of a focus on the uses of our hands in yeah. uh, karate, which uh, right. translates into empty way hand. of empty hand. Right, you know, right, right. Um, there are kicks yep. in traditional karate. That's what I'm saying. Like me right. coming up in under the style, the mixed martial arts that I came up under. We know all of these kicks that you're talking about, and that's why you can even say uh, from your lead. Right. That's more of a. It's a language we yeah. speak. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a traditional fighter is going to actually square up. Uh, right. A traditional uh, karate practitioner. Right. Is going to is going to square up this way, and they're just going to sit and wait for that reverse, reverse punch. Yep. Yep. And they yep. they know how to chamber it back right. and all that. Right. Um, so, for me, I can I see a lot of similarities with the uh, the kicking aspect of it. Right. The katas look very different to yeah. me. The Talk katas, about that. Talk um, about that. It's um the katas seem a lot more fast paced. I mean the kicks I noticed in taekwondo, there may be like uh, front kicks that are like posing almost. Like you can actually see like yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like what are you doing? You, you can see that. <laughs> you, know, you know karate most of the kicks are gonna be snap kicks. There are some there are thrust kicks, right. but usually in uh, shotokan kata the kicks are gonna be kiyagi like a snap kick. Right. You know? it's right. Like, all right. You can see someone just got blown away with that. Right. Right. The block you know? blew up after mm-hmm. you threw that kick. Yeah. yeah. And then I can say um, there is just basing it around kata. Right. Uh, looks from what I see from the katas that I've seen taekwondo there is form, um, which right that's what kata is form. But as far as stances go. Um, Karate, there's a like there's a huge emphasis on weight distribution, and mm. that's what that's what you're judged on when you perform kata at tournaments. Right, your right. stances, right. Of, you know, as well as your execution of the techniques. Right. Um, I know as in Taekwondo, it's like everyone you keep moving. It's like more active. Right. You know, and but then you'll get the the pose kick. Right. Right. You know, very very high. It looks like everyone in Taekwondo is like required to have a split. That's what it looks like. Not me. <laughs> not, not me. Um, but yeah, I think you know definitely just going back to the foundation. That's definitely different. Um, I I I am definitely am strong militant, and, and I'm a drill sergeant with stances. Gotcha. As they get older, I'm explaining now. This is how you would you know. Where should your weight be during your right. technique right. while it's being executed? But as you know, as a child, just sit in that stance, let those legs get stronger. Correct. Um, so I think that's another difference I see between the two because I've never I've been inside of a Taekwondo dojo. Gotcha. So it's only what I've seen either at tournaments, right. like the kids, you know, when they, you know, it's an open tournament where right. everyone can be there. Right. Or um, YouTube, you know. I, I feel like it's so... Um I feel like both styles really are very commercialized in this country. Yes, they are. Um, because the the Taekwondo you're describing is the complete opposite Taekwondo of what I do. I'm mm-hmm. like I'm totally on the traditional end of my teacher, uh, Grandmaster S. J. Kim was like the student of uh, the the founder of our art form. Mm-hmm. So like we got like. I basically have as close to the source as we can get. Kind of like what like you're the saying. Roots, yeah. and the roots. Like mm-hmm. in that when you were taught when you touch it on trying to get the lineage, just like I've always had that. Mm-hmm. I try to tell people like it's not it's not me. It's the the it's the movements work. Like it's not not that I taught you to be powerful. Like mm-hmm. I may have taught you how to how to use the fist. Taekwondo's very the way we learned it, because we I we I never did like front kicks up. I would do that just to copy to say I could do it on <laughs> off a guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I'm six four. Who am I kicking that that that's that high? Mm-hmm. I was taught not to go pick fights with anybody that that's that tall anyway. <laughs> right. So we were taught kind of smart um about how to do things. But I had my I had my splits down, I got that stuff down. But like there's no I wouldn't say there's a practical use for it per se unless like maybe I slipped in some water in my kitchen you know what I mean like and it wouldn't, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't break everything so to speak but the way we practice I feel is so close and why and one of the reasons I have you is I feel like it's, I watched you move I feel like we're very similar 
in terms of what was emphasized in our respective instruction. Mm-hmm. I feel like the like the patterns are really where we shine, mm-hmm. like and how we do them. We we practice the more traditional forms. Yes, uh, we're, we're going up and down. I think karate. If you correct me if I'm wrong, I think karate is a little more linear. It's not necessarily a lift of the body or release from the knees and then the drop, the accelerated yeah. drop. The goal is to stay the same. To stay height. the same, almost mm-hmm. like a low ceiling, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. Yep. Um, so I feel like that's kind of one of the things I see too. But I, if you were to, I guess if someone were to get in a fight, what do you think would be the most effective martial art they would they would use? And t- try to take your own bias out of it. Try to, and it's hard to do it. It's so hard to do. It. I ask people that come on to do this. If you could, if you were like, yo, this is the way to defend your strictly defend yourself, because I feel like what we do, and I ta- and I and I got into the sales aspect of. of martial arts after I learned how to be a teacher and got away from the ego of being a student um, I feel like we teach self-defense as a form of an and through the form of an offense mm-hmm. it's really what it is right I'm gonna overpower you or I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna outmatch your speed um, or I'm just gonna out IQ you basically you know mm-hmm. whichever one you watch Floyd May I watch Floyd Mayweather all the time my mm-hmm. favorite boxer uh, of all time I don't care what anybody says uh, <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is probably the most advanced boxer I've seen um, but like using those defensive tactics uh, to win the fights but what would you if some if you would like to pick a style and be like this has everything you need to get out of this situation what would you pick other than karate oh, other man. than what you do. I had to throw that niche in there and make it hard for you. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I don't know if a style comes to mind. I think um, remaining active, movement. Great answer. Great you know, answer. Um, Great answer. That's something else that I bring to, you know, BKK yeah. is my uh, the, the knowledge I've, I've learned from uh, functional fitness. Yes. And hip mobility, crucial. Right. Your hips can't move, you're done. You right, know? right. You sit so much, all right, do some squats. Right, you know? right. Squatting out because as babies we, we squat. That's how they play. They're just right. in a squat. My daughter still does yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's easy. And, and then as we get older, they uh, lose it. Yeah, they lose it. Yeah. So I'm like, worst thing to do is just stand there and block with your face. So thank you, thank you. <laughs> if you can just move. That's how my teacher said it. Why are you blocking with your face? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> right. Right. So I'm like, so I don't know, I, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to you know dodge the question, but that's the first thing that comes to mind is just. Remaining active. That's you know? a unique answer. I didn't expect that answer from you. Uh, you remain active. You can move, and if you have to run, you can run. Right, you know? right. But if, gotcha. you're, if you haven't ran since high school, right. What if the day comes you got to run? You got to bounce. You, know? you so got to like, bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you on that. I hear you on that. But, it's, <laughs> but I got to uh, think about that. When I probably DM you later. I yeah, think, hit me. I hit me. Think DM about me that later. One. I was I was thinking about that. I've only I'm only saying that because I took jujitsu for about a year. Um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and in the city um, and it's my, my last uh, my last two guests uh, were actually my instructors from that school for that year um, I just got again I got real comfortable and very, I got complicit with uh, and complacent I guess with where I was at you know I got my fifth degree black belt almost four years ago um, my teaching I feel like is like the best it's ever been just because I understand more but I spent all day up there thinking about it so then when it comes out when I teach it's like it's the it's the polished form of what I spent 24 hours thinking about mm-hmm. um, but I was like yo I'm not, I'm not I know how to strike what else mm-hmm. what else what else well, there's only so much I can really do um, and at some point you're really just maintaining what will eventually come which is age and slowness and all that kind of stuff so I'm just preventing that from coming um, so I was like, I picked uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and basically fast forward, like spent a year getting like tapped, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a great way, choked. And mm-hmm. I went to a couple schools, actually, like they put me to sleep. Like I took my son, my oldest son with me and I, I used it as a, an instructional lesson for him. 
And I was like, I'm too comfortable. So I'm going to let you watch me get uncomfortable here. Like, I mean, some, there was one time he was concerned. He was like, he's not waking up. The guy was like, I heard him say it. And I was like, I was trying to come too, but yeah. you black out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got I got choked out a couple of times. I won't say where. Um, but my first day I was sparring, so I knew something was wrong there. Um, but Because mm. I, I wouldn't let anybody. I, I know through learning other martial arts styles or just or sampling them, what like and, and experiencing my own instruction, what shouldn't happen on the first day. Right. I should that too many people I talk to, and I know I'm straying away from the this other topic, but um there's too many people I talk to that tell me about their martial arts experience. They're like, Yeah, he took me in, we fought, and I'm like, the first day? Yeah. Why? Ego. Why? Ego. Mm-hmm. Why? You don't you came to learn how to fight. Yeah. So you shouldn't be fighting the first day. You don't have the tools. No. You don't have the tools. At least specific to what I'm instructing you in. Mm-hmm. So how were you? How did you fight this person? And then they're like, "Oh, I got killed and blah." So, so and so it was like that time <laughs> where like you either like toughed it out and made it and didn't cry or cried in the locker room and mm-hmm. didn't show anybody or you left and you know like that's that's money walking out the door in a right. sense, right? Um, so I just didn't, I didn't understand that that mentality. I guess just based off of how I learned because I was encouraged to come back. Not through getting injured, and for, I mean, I got, I did get hit and got a black eye. My dad only had ice for me when I left the class. He was like, "Did you have your hands up?" Well, let's walk home and tell your mom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, "You want to come back?" But he would ask me, like, "You want to come back tomorrow?" Or is this like not what you want to do? And I'm like, "Nah, I'm Gucci. Like, let's go." Like, you know what I mean? I said, "Just it's gonna be." I'm already black, but I'm like, it was a little darker around <laughs> the eye, so I was like, you know, um, so it wasn't too crazy. But I feel like. That's just not the right way to do things. I'm sure you don't do that. I haven't seen anything no, like that. No, I've seen I, the exact um, opposite, yeah, as a matter of fact. And I think um, that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people see now, yeah. um, how much uh, kids enjoy yeah. training at yeah. BKK or enjoy karate. Because even during quarantine, yeah. they're like, a lot of them are creating their own katas. They're obsessing over YouTube. That's cool now. to do, too. Yeah. yeah. It is cool. So it's, it's great to see. So I embrace mm-hmm. that. And yeah. Their love for karate. I'm like, okay, you love that part of it. Yeah. Let, let's build on that. Um, oh. I allow them to express who they are as individuals through, yeah. their, through their own creative katas that they want to show me that's what's up uh, we have they can always feel like they can talk to me so they're right. not i can't say they're fearful of me so they have a utmost respect for me right but they're also but they also know my expectations right but they also know i'm a human being who cares about them right you know well, each just, and every i'm one just a fuller fuller skeleton of you with a bigger brain <laughs> that's why i tell my kids that's what an adult is with more bills mm-hmm. I guess, so that's that's, if that's we, what you want we, we get we get we can switch dog i'm like mm-hmm. i'm i could do the school for six yeah. hours you know you'll I mean? get here soon enough exactly I was like, it's don't, inevitable don't rush but you also notably um and and really, on a, on a different note, you helped rehab uh, one of my friends, James Cheryl, oh, um, who I yes. went to high school with, and we we haven't talked in a long time. I mean, I, I see him in passing, so I would I would say he's a friend because he was friendly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was always a good guy, but always. I saw you rehab him after his his accident without putting too much of his business out there. Um, but that was phenomenal to see. That's oh, probably yes. that was an amazing. Can you describe that process of? Oh like how all that came to be and where he's at now from where he was. Yeah, James, um, we 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 also went to high school together. Yeah. I'm a little bit older than you guys. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. I'm a couple, a couple years I figured older. that would let you know yeah, where I was like, at. Huh. Yeah. But um yeah, pretty much we worked together at the YMCA summer camp. That's years ago. Right. And then this accident happens. Yeah. And he once he's uh back home after spending almost a year, I think, or so yeah. in the hospital, yeah. he reaches out to me, he's like, Can you train me? Can you train my legs? Because right. he was like, I, I keep, pretty much he couldn't walk. Yeah. So I'm thinking I've never done anything like this before, right? right. That uncomfortable moment. But yeah. I'm not running, so right. Right. I didn't know what I was gonna walk into. I didn't know, you know, how he was going to look. Who he's how was he the same person? Right. Nothing. But I'm like, he asked for my help. I know I can do it. So right. walked to the door. I used to train him at his house, right. and we would just start with just him sitting down and kicking. 
Right. At his own pace. Right. And even like doing five at a time, that right. was all right. He needs like a break. You right. Know? And we did that consistently. Also, me and James, our birthdays are close. Nice. So we yeah. also have the same like work ethic. Yeah. Uh, very routine based. Gotcha. So he never had to, uh, you know, wonder if she was gonna fall off. Like, oh, right. okay, you want to help me now, but now, you know, I'm that better. horoscopic energy, yeah. so to speak. Yep. Gotcha. I yep. got gotcha. you. Beautiful. Team Virgo. Yes, sir. Ah, there you go, Libra. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we um that process, and then once I saw he was, you know, getting his strength, like, let's stand up. Right. You know, now let's let's try turning. Let's right. try this, and right. then uh, yeah, pretty much we haven't stopped since. Uh, wow. my first day of entering his home now he trains at the dojo I think I, I posted another video of yes. you know, his progress of him sitting in the chair yes. and now he's doing spin kicks standing up yep and he's he, moving and he was completely par- he was paralyzed yes. from the waist down wasn't mm-hmm. he yep. and what, did the doctors tell him he wasn't going to be able to walk that again was the, that was the diagnosis was the- or pre-diagnosis that more than likely he won't be able to walk again speak um, wow and he still doesn't have full movements you yeah. know of Full control, I guess. Yeah. But he's not letting. That's not a limitation for him. And the days that it may be, but might well, we have to adjust. Let's find. Let's find a different way. That's amazing. That might be the side that someone wants to attack. Right. Right. You know. So. But he's he's open. You know. He's very um very inspiring. You know, to see all of what he went through or what he's going through, how quickly his life changed. Yeah. And um, it's not like this pandemic, he's just going to get a shot. And now yeah. eventually this is going to be in the history right. books. Like, right. This is his life. Ongoing. Yeah. yeah. So um, just to see that, it's like this gives me a reason to show up. And I also talk to my uh, younger students about James. Right. And, you know, they see him in the videos. Yeah. And they get it. Yeah. You know, um, so definitely James is definitely one of my Big best shout, students. Big shout out yeah. to James, I man. I appreciate him asking wow. me. He invited me to his journey yeah. of rehab. And how did he find you at that at that particular time? Were you were you just were you you were instru- more like instructional at that point in time? You didn't have your own school at that no, point when I you was, reached out. I was just teaching I at how many uh, years he was, Yeah, at that point ago, I was, was still teaching at Kincaid. Okay. Um, but yeah, we were friends on Instagram, yeah. you know, um, and I think at that point I just started my master Corinne's corner page. So people were, see- gotcha. were seeing me teaching, Got it. uh, karate at Kincaid Dope, and man. at Shokin. I was teaching at both schools at the time. <sighs> yeah. Right before the pandemic, I had, Dedic- I was teaching about a hundred kids a week. Dedicated, I, yeah. yo. Dedicated. Yeah. So I'll be back in the school systems when schools open. That's again. what's up, man. <laughs> I'm so excited to see what you're going to do next. And shout out to you for, for rehabilitate, helping rehabilitate. I mean, that's, I haven't had an, I haven't had a student, uh, where I've had to like kind of go all the way from that, you know, mm-hmm. that's hard to work. I mean, it's like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and you figured it out. So yeah, like, that's that's kind of you seem like that's the kind of person you are. It's like, mm-hmm. let's figure it out. And that's cool. Those are the three famous words that I've used growing uh, when I when I grew up and I use them with my kids. So I'm like, figure it out. Mm-hmm. My mom was always. <sighs> We got to think. <laughs> I feel like your mom, and, and I know it's Women's History Month, and I want to p- toss that stuff into. I feel like your mom, before you've said everything in this conversation, which has been wonderful context for me, I've learned a lot. But I feel like your mom instilled a lot of that in you. Oh, yeah. And everything. then you took it to the school and applied it in karate, everything. if I'm correct. Oh, yeah. Ha- Not being presumptuous. Okay. My upbringing, definitely, yeah. my mother has a strong influence on how I teach, how I carry myself as an adult inside, right. outside, how I train the kids. Beautiful. Um, even down to fitness. Like you said, yeah. your mother was the one that you saw. Yep, the athlete. That my mom still yep. to this day. Like, yep. She's on her bike. That's what's she's, up. She's uh, doing her yoga, you know, That's so I've up. always seen her active. So, Beautiful. And, um, yeah, her teachings, you know. Does it? And it makes it, it does make a difference. It's not just a 
sales point to say like, yo, if you're you know, being active, like, you know, if the family, you know, you have those like, you know, those memes where it's like, you know, the, you know, the family that kicks together, stays together. Kind of, no, like you guys will actually be better. Like mm-hmm. working out changes the brain. I it try does. to tell people that. It releases that oh, the dopamine. Or whatever, All that yeah. stuff that I won't say because I don't want scientists to come after oh, yeah, me. Yeah. Like my assistant be like, you got the wrong acid or, you know, <laughs> peptide. I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to get anything wrong. But no, like it does. I just know it. I know that what I've seen, I've seen a woman and I taught her, she reversed her hair color in front of, not by adding, you know, products from CVS, like, or Walgreens, which is like the hood version of CVS. But yeah, like, she didn't do use any, like, hair products. She, like, she was just a very traditional woman in her 60s, which starting something like that at that age is like jumping out of a plane. I think she was maybe 50s when she started, late 50s, but still, 50-something. Uh, kicking and punching, what? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, all right, come on. She almost passed out her first class mm. just because she was a career smoker. Mm-hmm. She stopped smoking incrementally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think she went cold turkey, but martial arts certainly helped. Oh, and yeah. I watched her. I'm like, yo, your hair. I'm like, yo, that's a nice color you put in there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh-uh. She's like, that's all you guys. And I'm like, yeah, it works. Who you? What you? Who, who you mean? I didn't change your <laughs> hair. I, did I change your hair color? She's yeah. like, no. Like the like really working out change. And not, I like to separate working out and training. Training, and exercise. Train change yes. everything neurologically. I think even more than physiologically, physiological. Mm-hmm. I think that those are the benefits, especially me now having been a like set like a semi overweight person, which was still like in enough shape to do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. I understood people that come in there with the struggles and the challenges mm-hmm. of being overweight and not having been active for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. Because you, you gotta show up. Because you, you just have to show up. That's the hardest part. You just have, and that's a mental mm-hmm. commitment. Even if it's like my workouts can only happen between four and six a.m. Mm. That's the only time, because otherwise, I just got to go straight through because I'm committed to being a father. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my job. Like, whatever I need to do for me needs to take place before they wake up, and then I got to be on full access to them throughout the day. That's mm-hmm. my job. I can't contribute to that statistic of black father not around, but my father wasn't around. But the person who stepped in obviously showed me how to do that. But, you know, it's I ain't taking them to his house, you know what I mean, yeah. 24-7. They all on me. He's just dropping me off sometimes, like... All right, man, do what you got to do. And, mm-hmm. and, and it falls, at the end of the day, it all falls on you. Yeah. Everything falls on you, and it's the internal, again, going back to that internal dialogue um, yep. that you have within yourself. I don't, know if you, you want. I don't know if you've seen David Goggins. Uh, he's a, oh, no, yes, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if oh, you don't, don't let me pull it out now because we will be here for the next hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, he is great. But I was listening to something with him where he was listening to music, and it was just one of those videos. And he, he has a very unique way of getting you to hate what you love. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I love, and, and it pulls you further and further out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. which is perfect. And I was looking at one last night late. My daughter's asleep next to me, um, and uh, it was uh, he was doing pull-ups at, uh, with these like uh, with a towel on either side and a big chain on him. I'm like, all right, cool, I could do that. But he's like, he's got the music on in the background. I'm like, so what's the message? Right? You like automatically like, what is he gonna say? And he's like, yeah, everybody here needs music to get active and get going and just to get here. And he's <laughs> like, I don't like. He's like, he's like, what do you say when there's no external circumstance? That's what martial arts, because mm-hmm. doing all the competitions and tournaments, I tell people there's a difference between the tournament fighters and the people that can do it in a bar or on the street by their mm-hmm. vehicle or whatever. There's a big difference because I know a lot of a lot, a lot of tournament cats cannot apply the self-defense oh, no. outside of that. What happened? The pandemic took that away. It took it all away. It took I, away. I, yeah. I said you only right now you only see not that I'm happy that anyone's business closed, but I'm um, I'm happy to see that. 
the authentic people seem to be the ones that are still open. Mm -hmm. The people that really can contribute value in in the martial arts because we there's a certain level of I think me and you are both at a level where we both both of us are fit to be black belts. So it's cool that we can kind of like almost have our nose up a little bit like we can examine, <laughs> you know, just start to examine like you know like uh, okay, like, you know, I don't think I have a real voice but per se. I'm, I don't want to be the voice either. I just want to be, I want to be remembered for, you know, participating in people's lives as much as yep. I could positively. In whatever way, shape, or form that is, if it's through this or being a dad, there's all roles I play. Just like, you know, I'm not in a uniform all day. But it is the, it is when I put on my uniform, that's when I, even if I'm tired, that's the, that's me. Yes. I tell people like when I, I may wear other hats and do this job and do that, but when I put that uniform on, you you get a thousand percent of my potential in you. Like mm -hmm. I put it, I put it forward. To, I, I see you doing it oh, yeah. over there. I feel, I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, I won't speak 100%. for you, but that yes. like that's my favorite part of the day. Always teaching. Mm -hmm. um, I love doing that, and it's um, it's not just lucrative. It's it's really fulfilling to be able to. Leave. So I know I've gotten text messages. I'm sure you get the text messages too from people. They leave you stuff in your email, however they communicate with you. And it's like, yo, thank you for helping me today. Yep. Like I sent my aunt something this morning. I didn't know she was going through something. I just sent something from Bruce Lee. And I was like, it just a quote. And I was like, she was like, yo, you really helped me get through today. I'm like, damn. I, like, mm -hmm. that, that just, did I know? Like, it's, it's like martial arts keeps you in tune with yep. energies from people. And you just and, know when it's time to check in on somebody. Yeah, I go yeah. through my, not just, you know, go through the phone with the iPhone. It's kind of cool. You get to see the list of everybody. I'm like, I've, if you're further to the bottom, I haven't checked on you in a minute. So yeah. we're not necessarily <laughs> close, but sometimes those are bills or appointments. But the people in the first 30, you mm -hmm. know, I'm like, let me go through these first guys. How you doing? Pick it. And then they're like, yo, thanks for checking on me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel like our martial arts um, practice, the way you and I seem to have the mutual understanding of is how imp the, the impact of our martial arts is really in what we imbue in people when they're not in front of us. Mm -hmm. What they're doing with their parents, what they're doing with their job, what they're doing to advance themselves. I tell people like, okay, do your nine to five and then do something else. Mm -hmm. What's nine to five want to do for you? I don't know anybody I got ahead by doing nine to five. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Unless they corporate. like. I you gotta you gotta be hustling. Even if you're studying for that same studying for the next position mm -hmm. in the corporate world, you should be doing something There's when you get out. Something better. A, a next level, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's kind of where martial arts comes in as one of those things. I could just recommend to everybody. Someone, uh, a parent, asked me a long time ago, like, "What am I gonna get out of it?" And I was like, "In three months, you won't see much." Mm -hmm. I, I just kept it real. I kept it. I keep everything real. I'm mm -hmm. like, you are not gonna see anything in three months unless they hyper focus. And if they do hyper focus, I'm concerned about them staying long term. Right. Because then I've seen kids burn out. Mm -hmm. I almost I burnt. I took a year off. So, uh, you know, when I was moving from uh, from Brooklyn to to here uh, to Jersey. So I, I took that year off just because I didn't trust anyone with my training. Mm -hmm. I wanted Master Kim. It's not him. <laughs> You know what I mean? I know you feel that way too. If it's not him, I ain't doing it. Like I'm not kicking for you. I don't care what belt you got. I'm not kicking for you. <laughs> but I feel like that's um, kind of the benefit of the martial arts. Is and you touched on this really eloquently, like the family aspect, the feel of it. Mm -hmm. My students can hit me. Some of them hit me right now while we on this podcast. Like mm -hmm. like, hey, what's up? I see you. I saw your IG live today. Like, what's up? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's cool that they're tuned in and and the people that I bring around, even though I don't have a physical location yet, um, it's nice to. People come to my house, ask how my kids are doing, how's your wife doing, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And I'm like, that's that's yeah. what I want them to go pay forward yep. to the, the next person. The connection point. So I, their experience will also determine how they're going to give back to the world. Right. I was, and I tell people, that's what you need to find. And even if you're just here to train in the beginning, like, 
I say martial arts is like really for everybody in the beginning. Then it's for less people after a couple months. Yeah, the circle for gets smaller and less smaller. Less people after a mm-hmm. couple months. Less for less people after a year or two. And then you really like me and my. I think it's. I think again. I think this is the same with you. I don't, you don't have anyone that at your rank right now. You're not like part of a class. You're like like when you go test, you test solo. Solo yeah. dolo. I was, you know, I have my line that I came yeah, up with. Yeah, lineage. As, as we, you know. And are you one of one at just, this point? At this point, yes, yeah, just me. Yo, <laughs> for real. It seems like that. Like, yep. I, it's like, I was so, I was talking to a friend about you today when I was at my uh, my, my morning job. And I was like, yo, I'm so excited. Now it was probably kind of weird to like, get this random martial arts guy with a page that's like, yo, Master Corinne, meet me over here and do a podcast. And you're like, you live by, close by? You ever, I've never met you. But I kept tagging you all week and I was just hoping, I was like, yo, this is going to be a legit experience because like, I want to learn from you. I, I know people that uh, they practice martial arts, let's say, they, they practice martial arts, but they're not martial artists. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you have to go outside of what you do. Mm-hmm. Learn from other people. Learn from other styles. That may be a way that she blocks that we haven't seen before. Yes. And a way that this person punches that I haven't seen before. A way that they use the guy that was doing um, Hawaiian Jiu-Jitsu was like the start of your skipping sidekick is the start of my sweep, my double leg sweep. I'm like, oh, and that changed my brain. Mm-hmm. Like literally how I thought about applying everything. Like there's, there's so many ways to multi-purpose. And have you found, I guess, in the COVID times that we're in hope there's it seems like there's light at the end of the tunnel but i sure hope so yeah it seems like that um have you been able to use like martial arts your way through all of this like you know develop different business strategies and and plans and whatnot because it does does force you to think right oh, a little yeah. differently i would imagine definitely i mean even down to you know um continuing virtual learning yeah. despite being able to you know reopen, reopen. The dojo yeah i knew that was something i had to keep going yeah and I sort of had to become more of a TV personality, you know? It is funny, <laughs> and, right? Yeah, you know, on Zoom and whatnot. Because yeah. I was realizing, you know, we could do, we could act like we're in the dojo, but it's it's still different. Right. And now I'm on a screen, you know? Right. They hear my voice is coming into their home, so they know right. they hear Master Corinne's voice. Right. But, you know, what's stopping them from just ending the meeting? Right. You know, so right. keeping that level of engagement Engage. had just went up even further because now I can say, all right, give me push-ups, but right. all you got to do is cover up, you know, your camera. I mean, l- none of my students have done that, so I'm grateful. That's what's up, you yo. Know, keeping See, them engaged. And you also have a lot of black students, too. Yes. I've, that's the most amount, I say this, it's the most amount of black students I've seen in one spot. Yes. You know, other than Shaquille's Warriors, who, you know, like, rest in peace to Kevin Thompson. Um, but uh, that's the most amount of, uh, black students I've seen. Yes, currently we yeah. are predominantly black. Yeah. Um, of course, we are inclusive, open yeah, to of course. all ages and right. uh, races, but yes. Right. We, if they can't tell that by this conversation, yeah, you know, I mean, come on. We are, <laughs> but we are strong, and yeah. that's another thing I drive home yeah. is, um, you know, black excellence you know yeah. as as a as a black person in america and given these times that these kids are also able to witness yeah and um they're being exposed to um majority of my population is black boys right and um after watching the netflix series uh coach snoop yeah and he said something he's just like you know it is not i'm a black woman yes really, i grew up as a black strong girl, black woman right black girls rock that's right but there's like there's always there's opportunities for girls to get on a, on a right path, you know, yeah. if if they utilize those resources, if their parents do, yeah. or however they come up. But um, he said something like, "There's we don't ever know the story of what happens to a black boy to a man. You right. know, either we find out they're successful, 
or wow, they're incarcerated. That's powerful. So I'm like, powerful. there is a lot of in between there. What yeah. happens with the development of black boys? That's where you come in. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm like. Well, that's where we come in. I yeah. want my leave my yeah. That's where you come in. Yeah, that's so you... they became my my focus. I mean, I yeah. have and and um, you know, shockingly, over the summer. The school has, uh, with the amount of girls has like doubled. Yep. And, but I don't see it like that because I'm a girl in martial arts. So yep. it's not like, oh, yeah, I have girls. It's right, like I just right. see students, you right. know. Exactly. And lucky for them, they're not the only girl in class. I right. was always the only girl in class. That's interesting. Um, That's... Not, well, yeah, for majority of my training, I've yeah. always been the only Certainly girl. the minority, I would find, yeah. like females in general, mm-hmm. just the minority. But, yeah. I, but I always preferred to teach girls. See, and I, I like going for the boys. I told the boys, I'm like, yo, you guys just aren't bringing your brains today. <laughs> like, I, I, in a, in a, in a, combi- a combined class, I'd be like, I would tell them, like, yo, I want to make a girl class. Mm-hmm. I would look off the mat at the parents, I'd be like, I want to make a girl class. Just girls. Because the girls would be sitting there, they'd be like, boom. The boys would be like, finger in the nose, look around, <laughs> something in the toenail. Hey, mom. I'm like, yo, yeah. like, get uh, back, get, get, get yeah. back to it. And the females were just sitting there like, why are you? Okay. Yeah, they're ready. They're ready. They are so, ready. I, so that's interesting. Those those perspectives uh, that mm-hmm. we that we both share. The boys, I, I like the boys. Like you know that the energy and the, the chaos. I love that. <laughs> I love that because I bring that. I'm a whirlwind. But mm-hmm. uh, the girls, I feel like calm me down somewhere they mm-hmm. become more of my technical they access more of my technical as- mm-hmm. aspect of teaching because i can't sit there and like sound like a bear because i already yeah. look like one and you can just uh, get straight to the point right exactly <laughs> i was like boom we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and they're like okay even even when they become older like the women i've taught you know mm-hmm. so and I, I did a post this week i'm like i go through my phone which has served really to i mean all these all these pictures that i put up on my instagram are from my phone all these points in time in my life were like individual moments from some aspect even if they were the same day mm-hmm. from my phone and a lot of them were with females hmm. that left really like indelible impressions I mean my mom being of course an athlete um, has basketball play basketball she has a twin sister um, but it's like just they were dominant like they didn't come from that time where they where they thought that boys were better mm-hmm. like my mom knows like yo you're not gonna be better than old girl Isla so you're gonna be <laughs> you know what I mean so she is still a little bit of that too um mm-hmm. but I feel like those attitudes um come from our parents and it's not something you can install with martial arts it's something you can build on yes um again repeating that to people who are listening if you're trying to get into martial arts it's something we have to build on it's not something that we we can necessarily install for you it, but it but we do show up every day. I see you show up every day. Yeah, I'm I always available. I carry my uniform with me to work. So it's like literally I always keep in, one in, in the trunk. There you go. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> you sure if to. I check it, I'm going to check it when we get off this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to check it. Nah, but I believe you. But um, yo, we actually went over time. I want, um, shout out to your school again. Um, tell people where they can find you, what you're doing, where you're located, um, all that stuff just so we can, they can tap in and, and find you when they need you. Okay. Uh, uh, the Karate School, Budo Kenkai Karate and Fitness is located in East Orange, New Jersey at 171 Dodge Street. We are close to Wasatessing Park. That's where we hold our classes during the summertime. But right now we're doing in-person as well as classes on Zoom. And if you caught me on Instagram, you see I also do house visits. Yes, yes. Very <laughs> strong. Very Safely. strong. Yes, very, very good. That's <laughs> tremendous. Um, this has been such a, a pleasure, yo. Like, I haven't really gone over too long with people. I went over with you. I just so much I was trying to cram in with you. But so, thank you so much oh, for coming. You. It's been a real pleasure oh, to I meet you. For you. I have something for you, too, yo. I got something <laughs> for you, too. I brought you a little something, whatever I got left. Left. Oh, this is the original. 
Dope. This is where it started. Team BK. Beautiful. I will wear that. This is where we started. I had six I kids on my team, and thank now you. we have tripled. And I'm going to give you one of those oh, patches I got. You. That's actually me. Yes. Not, not the guy getting hit, but the guy <laughs> that's doing the hitting part. So that's, thank you. that's me. But yeah, I really appreciate you, Master Corinne. Again, thank you. this is uh, the sixth episode of the Mastery Podcast, the second half of the first 10 episodes that I've released. This is actually also Master Corinne's first podcast, from what yes. I understood. I didn't know that um, before she hopped on. It's also the first day of spring. Um, so oh, I love this, this, this episode. So will be released very shortly. Again, uh, visit mastercm.net. I also teach Taekwondo, uh, traditionally, uh, fifth degree black belt, as you know. Um, but you can go on my website, mastercm.net. You can find me pretty much anywhere. Uh, Instagram, Master Chris Malarkey is where I spend most of my time these days. So uh, thank you again, Master Corinne, so much. It's been an honor thank and a so pleasure to sit next me. to you. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Peace. Deuces.